Ishnu alarm, meatbags, and welcome back to the podcasting embodiment of the phrase that sounds like a you problem, talk until the joy is gone. My name is Rooney, a fanboy in adult clothing, hoarder of stuff, and master of knowing weird things that have no use in daily life. Here to keep me company and prevent me disappearing up my own bottom is the man with a secret mandate to make everyone feel as uncomfortable and slightly grubby as possible every episode. Reggie. And because we spoil you little buggers, we've brought everyone's favourite AI fancier back for the second week in a row. In a row. Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are being spoiled, to yeah. be fair. Well, I like, I like that that's how you feel about it. Yeah, twice in one, like, in one for, month. For what listeners. have they done to deserve What such? have they done to deserve this? It's mm. like yeah. Christmas has come late. <laughs> or the Easter Bunny came early. Something's, yeah. Something's come. There we go. How about that? <laughs> As I said that, I was like, don't make any cum jokes. Don't make any cum jokes. It's all right, I got you back. This is I didn't touching. need to. There's a place oh, no, no, for cum yeah, To be fair, like, I, for cum know, jokes, right? you, you set it up. I should have I left that one for yeah. you, really. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> right, so, you know, I should have let you knock that one out. But, I'm hey. not really on fire. The amount of yawns he's done on the yeah. way here, mate, you really picked it up. It's just, it's been one of them weeks. I am, much like last week, I should not be sat behind a mic. I should be isolating. But here we are, people. Here we are. Not um, not COVID isolating. We, no, not COVID we isolating. To our just yeah. isolating from people. Yeah, just the general, general <laughs> yeah. populace. Yeah. yeah, generally avoiding people. Just yeah. not, you know, talking, talking. whatsoever. <laughs> but that's not good for podcasting. No. So here I am. So right. I'm almost ready to podcast. It's going <laughs> to be okay. I think as soon as that special book of yours opens, I think yeah. we're going to be. We'll be fine. Ash before is, that, Ash is fascinated by the fact that Reggie has his notebook here because he doesn't normally bring it to yeah, a this is like a special, doesn't normally need yeah. it. A special occasion. Ash has been eyeing it up ever I've since been, I sat down. Just yeah, thought, I just, wow. This, look at the this. forbidden dome. I know. I, do, I like. I kind of don't want to look in the back of it, you know, because there's going to be like cage designs and I, I like other things in there. You know? <laughs> I like the stains on the on the, the the corners of the pages. They look like coffee. Yeah, just yeah, just coffee. to put it out just there. Just put that not, out there. Not the other kind of these, stains. These pages are not stuck together. No, that's <laughs> it's not that kind of book. He's got another one for I'm, that. When I'm <laughs> leather bound. <laughs> leather bound. Suitable for reading one-handed. <laughs> anyway, Reggie, before we started picking on you, um, yeah. <laughs> you, you were saying something, weren't you? going to say that we ain't got much time to talk about our weeks or about any general chit chat this week we're going to no. get straight into straight the into 10 minute intro and then straight <laughs> into the main event because strap in people because this main event's gonna is gonna go on for a bit but before that i've got a quiz yeah let's knock let's knock this one out <laughs> cheese or service station <laughs> which is amazing for full disclosure somebody gave me this quiz the other day and i scored one point Oh, Lord. Wow. So I'm hoping you two can do way better than me. Okay. So do you want to do it? I give you the name, and then you give me the answer, and I'll tell you whether it's right or wrong, or do yes. you want to just wait till the end? No, do, do we'll it as do we it go. One by okay. one. Yeah. We'll give a right, vote number on one. Which. Peas pottage. Cheese or service station? Peas pottage. And yeah. it sounds like a cheese. It's hard, this. It really is quite hard. See, I think that's a place. But I don't it know. Could absolutely it could be. A it place. Could be yeah, I mean, you know, down in the, we'll down go, the West Country. <laughs> we'll split the difference, right? Cheese for you. Yep. I'll go place. Okay. Oh, you. Oh, okay. You're. You're. Not a team. Okay. Right. Oh, we could go with a team. I thought we would be a team. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a team. <laughs> but that could take longer, to be fair, because now no, we're I'm like, having to go with place. Okay. I, I, go with place. Yeah. Right. One nil. 
So you've already equaled me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. We'll go. One tick. <laughs> <laughs> on on a tissue box. Yeah, I've got nothing else right now. <laughs> Can't put a tick in that bad boy. No. Oh, I have. I've got I've got some quizzes in here, but anyway. Number two, Duddles Well. See now that sounds like a service station. Yeah. So I think that's a cheese. Yeah. It's in, it's hard though because Duddles was probably a place where the cheese comes from. Yeah. It's like Duddles Well cheddar. Yeah. But could also be. Well, that's well. Texaco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other service stations. Between M and S and Burger King. Cheese. Okay, that's two ticks. You've smashed me already. Nice. Reverse psychology going on. Number three. Rivington. Fuck. Rivington. That's why I've had some wine that was called that. Um, I don't know. It doesn't actually sound like either, to be fair. Rivington I just, I just have Riverdale in my head, and that's all I can think <laughs> of, and that's a place, but that doesn't help. Um, oh, I don't know. Snap decision. I've got, I got da, 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 da. Jeez. Rivington is a service station on the M61 near Bolton. Oh, oh Bolton's not a real place. <laughs> is right. that north? That's probably north. Number four. Don't doesn't know. count. <laughs> Kidderton Ash. Oh, that like sounds like an abbey, if anything. Like. Yeah, it does. Kidderton Ash Abbey. Uh, I'm gonna go cheese. Yeah, that sounds cheesy. Kidderton Ash is a silky smooth goat cheese. Boom, boom. So you'd hate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be here for it. <laughs> Number five. Shevington. Service That's station. a service station. Yeah. No, this is gonna be a cheese. Ah, ah, oh, oh, fuck off! Shevington is a cow's milk cheese. Number six. Well, well, Millstone. Well, I can think of oh, that. I thought we did really well. I don't know what to trust anymore. I know. I thought we were doing really well, and now that that carpet's just been pulled from under pulled our feet. From under us. Hold on, one more time, was it? Uh, Millstone. Millstone. Heads it's a cheese, tells the service station. Do it. It's a cheese. Uh, it is a hard used milk cheese. Boom. Used milk? Yeah. Used milk. Oh, oh my god. I don't know if that's uh, fancy or cheap. I number know. seven. <laughs> Annandale. Uh, I know that's a place. Arendelle's a place. <laughs> so is Annandale. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well if, it's a, well, if it's a place, it go for services then. It'll go for services, yeah. And then Water is a large service station on the A74 near Carlisle. Boom. Boom. Uh, number eight. Bulldog. That's, That's a place. place. My old boss used to live there. Yeah. Services, right? Um, <laughs> it's got to be a services. <clears throat> Bulldog is a service station on the A1 near Stevenage. There we go. Yeah. That's relatively local, <coughs> I guess. That is local-ish, yeah. Mm. Number nine. Cofferstone, C-O-T-H-E-R-S-T-O-N-E, Cofferstone. I'm going to say cheese. That sounds like a, a pretentious cheese. Pretentious cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Cofferstone is a cheese from Durham. From where? Durham. 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 Oh. Oh. Well, Finally, then. number 10, Gloucester. That's a cheese and a place. Because mm. Gloucester is definitely Gloucester a place. Gloucester is definitely Dr. a place. Foster went there. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Gloucester 
cheese is a thing. But would Gloucester just have one services? I don't feel like one. I don't think it would have the one. It would be the, an area around Gloucester yeah. rather than Gloucester itself. Cheese. Gloucester is a cruel trick because it is both a cheese and oh, a service station oh, on the M5. Sick. So that's half a tick. So then. I'll give you a half. So you got <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven and a half. Seven and a half! Out of ten. That's probably the best score I've got in any <laughs> test. Yeah. Fuck me, that's more than the, that's like 75%. God just, damn. It just proves that I'm still on a losing streak as well, because I've got like one out you of You got ten. one. Hey, yeah. quick side note. Did you know you can't leave school anymore? Like, uh, like you know how you used to be able to leave school at 18? So you have to, uh, 16. Yeah. You, you have to stay on until 18 now. Yeah, and If you don't pass your exams, they make you stay. And yep. you have to pay for them. I mean, my wife's a teacher, but I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> She's primary in, in yeah. my defence, but <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I only found out the other day, like last night, in fact. I was went to see my mate Daddy, and uh, he was talking about his um, nephews or nieces or whatever they are. And they're incredibly old now. And you're like, what? Um, but yeah, it's like one of the. I'm so fucking glad I don't work in the school anymore. It's mad. Like, you're going to have like 17, 18 year olds at school unable to leave. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what the fuck are you going to do about it, teach? It's like, absolutely fuck all, buddy. Yeah. I don't get paid enough to get shivved in an inner city school. It makes no sense. If they didn't it's care crazy, enough right? the first time yep. to pass their exams, why do you think forcing them to stay for another two years is going to make them? What Wouldn't they be better off just doing, like, what do they call it? Well, you can do an apprenticeship. You can do an apprenticeship. Apprenticeship, yeah. Or no, but I was thinking more... But then more, at 16, uh, you still don't know what you want to do. Fuck me. And does that not mean I that in college you don't know what you want to do? <laughs> I do. I, I want to do this I'm forever. I'm 38 and I've got... So you don't go to college until you're 18? And if you do a two-year course at college, you wouldn't finish until you're 20, which means you wouldn't be starting college until you're 20. No, I think you have to university stay. So you finish in year 11, but you have to go to either a college so, or a So city. it'll be, yeah, so it'll so be you more would like be, A-levels. So like yeah, I'd, you'd have to stay. Unless you don't pass your GCSEs, so then do you have to do a year retake of your GCSEs and then do two more now years that part, I don't know. I don't but know. I, like, I kind of want to go back to school just to children. fuck with the system now. Yeah, me too. Because it's like, oh, I found my GCSEs. Well, you got to retake them. All right, repeat. Found them again, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I've stayed until I'm 25, who cares? Yeah, so if you think they went badly the first time, yeah. now fuck me. <laughs> well, the good thing is, if you've got a truanting child, obviously, as a parent, you're the one that gets fined. Mm. Once they turn 18, they oh, can yeah. get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, if you're listening to this, mate, and you're deciding to do that, that shit will get repealed. As soon as these cunt rags get out of office, it'll be, re- it'll be repealed again. Yeah. See about I that because it's fucking stupid. I don't see the point. That's mad, right? I just yeah. Anyway, yeah. unless anyway. unless you're going to extend GCSEs till the age of eighteen, yeah, and then it makes no sense. Make it like an American school where you don't actually graduate until you, like you're eighteen. Yeah. So you come out of school That's legally fine. an adult. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. you could offer like a much more broader spectrum. Yeah. Of stuff. Well, but, I mean, the apprenticeships and stuff are out there, but fuck me, like. Ugh. Anyway, right. Educational nonsense. <laughs> and the educational nonsense there. That was an interesting yeah, insight. Thing, things I learned. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today, boyos? Um, this week, we watched an entire series of a Star Wars show. This week, we? Yeah, we, we must have been watching uh, Star Wars. You say this week, last night and today, <laughs> yeah, in between, doing quite a few other things, including so, going out to see a mate last night, who I was like, I'll come over early because I need to be home early because I need to binge watch like <laughs> all of these episodes. <laughs> I'll tell you what as well, it was the creator. I had a little morning off, and I say morning off, like I didn't have to wait to be till 10, which is unusual for me. Mm. Um, and I was like, right, and I got up and I'd seen that the, the creator was on Disney, and I was like, 
that's oh, been yeah, that pretty good actually. Actually. raving about that and I even had um, somebody who I haven't spoken to in ages message me and another guy I used to live with and said if you haven't seen it go and see it and <laughs> that's I've had for years but anyway really? so yeah. I was like I'll watch that and it turns out it was two hours long and I had to do it in two bits because I ran out of time that morning <laughs> and then I came home and watched the rest of it later and then afterwards I was like you're a dick you should have started because it's eight episodes admittedly they're all slightly different run times yeah but we I were managed, talking about this on the way yeah, here yeah. i managed to do like three last night when i got back from my mate's house at like 11 o'clock at night so i just did three um actually i might have been home a bit earlier than that anyway um and then i got up i set my alarm for seven o'clock this morning <laughs> got up early managed another three uh three and a half episodes and then watched the rest of it after i got back from this party that ada went to I and was convinced until got, yesterday. Put my jacket on, came here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I finished watching it, got in the shower, and it came here. Um, I finished watching it on Thursday. Yeah, because I'm not an idiot. I was, yeah. Up until yesterday, I was convinced <laughs> it was six episodes. I thought you guys seven. told yeah, me it I was six episodes I'd, last week when I asked. See, I was like, "Is it six or seven? And I was like, "Oh, if it's six, it's right. I can do three tonight and three in the morning." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> motherfucker, it's eight. Yeah. <laughs> when am I going to wedge another two episodes?" I had the same feeling yesterday, and I was like, "Well, oh, I can do." Like free today, free tomorrow. That's manageable. Oh, hang on, it's gonna to have to be four today and then four tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Little less manageable. Thank God we're not starting until four o'clock. Yeah, yes. that but, was um, one of the reasons. I was just like, oh sweet, I get twenty minutes at home just to finish the last ten minutes, yeah. make a sandwich, then leave. By the way, folks, we're talking about a soaker. I was about to. Say, <laughs> oh yeah, we even Star Wars a soaker. Yes. We've had like five minutes talking about how we watched it and how many the episodes there are. We haven't actually hadn't actually mentioned what it was we watched. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be the name of the episode, but still, but we still, yeah. probably okay. tell you. Yeah, because how long have we been going? Yeah. Uh, long. Yes, <laughs> longer than we needed for an intro <laughs> to, to the actual <laughs> main event. Benny. I'm, I'm right. not the person who insisted we did the quiz. To be fair, that's I And decided to want to talk about <laughs> education. education. Yeah, I know, that is all on me. Yeah, we know. Yeah. I'm so do the listeners. I should have just been like, Ahsoka, let's do the quiz. Yeah. And then we would have been there. But hey, it's going to be... Never so, mind. Never mind, right. I got go some on. trivia. Yes. Oh, <coughs> Not much. There isn't much about this because mm. I mean it's only been out like six months. Yeah. So, um, first episode was released twenty second of August, twenty twenty three. We're almost current here, people. Oh no. Um, I couldn't find reliable budget figures, so rather than giving a wildly inaccurate estimate, I didn't bother. A lot. <clears throat> a lot. Yeah. Uh, CG alone. <laughs> yeah, just a lot. on. Oh, but it was worth it. Oh, just on, just on Rosario Dawson's makeup. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the, uh, the 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 tailoring of the pants in all of the flight suits. Yes. <laughs> we'll get I'm, I'm, giving hand, I'm giving hand motions here. The boys know exactly what I'm talking about. It looks like he's drawing a peach. <laughs> yes. What he's doing there. Uh, created and written by Dave Filoni, based on Star Wars by George Lucas. Hooray. Starring. And I'm going to fuck up some of these names, so I apologise in advance. Uh, Rosario Dawson, Natasha Lou Bordizzo, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ray Stevenson, Ivana Sukarno, Diana Lee Innocento, David Tennant, Erman Esfandi, Evan Witten, Genevieve O'Reilly, Hayden Christensen, Ariana Greenblatt, Lars Mickelson, and Anthony Daniels. Rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. <coughs> yeah, man. <coughs> that is, like, it's brutal watching it, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Like, this guy's so good. I didn't yeah. know the first time I watched it. I didn't either. And then but this the time I watched episode, it, yeah. And yeah. then it's just like for our friend Ray, yeah. and you're like, what? Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't even know. Like, I had no idea. Like, I don't know if it wasn't massively like 
publicised. I don't read the news anyway, so you know, <laughs> apart from like weird news, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just for us, yeah. ghosts and people get married to them and that sort of shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> the best news, just once a month, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> music composed by Kevin Kiner, who also composed the music for the Clone Wars and Bad Batch series. Yeah, and I, I have to shout out the music in this is it phenomenal. Is really good. Yeah, so so it's, good. There's a you know, Mandalorian's got that. That one kind of note that sounds like a bit like a no, no it's, the little, it's almost like a whistle, but like yeah, <coughs> oh yeah, like a panpipe, and it, yeah. that signifies that he's there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a more kind of savage sounding one mm. that they use for Ahsoka, and mm. I love the little the the way that they kind of they're similar, but they're different enough. Yeah. So eventually, at some point, when we get to this film, they're gonna make. Yeah, <laughs> there'll just be these weird <laughs> signaling <laughs> noises going off every five minutes every time one of them turns up. It's brilliant. Uh, the world between worlds in which Ahsoka meets Anakin, which was first introduced in the final season of Rebels, was inspired by the wood between the worlds in the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's also another note about that because isn't there a Narnia reference in the last one? Yeah, the Jedi, the Witch, one. and the Warlord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because apparently because really the witch returns to Narnia or gets returned. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Before the collapse of the Jedi Order, Hu Yang had been training younglings for over 25,000 years, making it extraordinary that he's still 75% original parts. Yeah. Mm. And whilst nobody's sure of his exact origins, there was a rumour that spread among the younglings that he arrived in a big blue box. This is a reference to the TARDIS from Doctor Who which takes the form of a 1950s blue police call box, a call box even, where David Tennant, the voice of Hu Yang, played the 10th and 14th Doctors. Yes, indeed. I have to admit, I did not know it was David Tennant the first time I watched it. Randy How can you not recognise David know. Tennant's voice? I didn't either, but obviously after like after the first couple of episodes, I was, I was curious, and then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> It's one of the most recognisable oh, voices. It's through like a that's box, the, that's the robot box code. Yeah, it like. is through a robot I recognised it in bloody uh, Clone Wars when he shows up. I didn't know it was him before I watched the entire season. Didn't know. This time around, I put it on and I see his name in the credits. And I'm like, huh. huh. And then, <laughs> as soon as I read his name, I was just it's like... It's obvious. It's yeah. so obvious. How yeah. did I miss this? Oh, yeah. Like it was, yeah. 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 He's basically doing his Doctor Who voice yeah. as well. Well, it depends if you watch Doctor Who, right? I haven't. Yeah, yeah I've, I haven't. I've watched half a dozen of his episodes, and that's it. I'm a big I'm David Tennant fan, fan, but not enough to watch Doctor Fucking Who. No. <laughs> uh, the music that plays during the end credits is called Sabine's Suite, and was first introduced in Season 3 of Star Wars Rebels, during the episode Trials of the Darksaber. Mm. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who plays Hera Syndulla, is married to Ewan McGregor. Who obviously played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequel trilogy and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm. Yeah. I did not know that until I was doing this and I was like, kind of want to high five Ewan McGregor now. Um, <laughs> you say that, but apparently he had like a wife and a kid and he left them to be with her, so that's kind of. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> you seen her flight suit? Um, <laughs> this was pre flight suit. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen her lecker? <laughs> and also, half my glasses fell off. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ahsoka's ship. Has the serial number T six one nine seven four. Dave Filoni's birth date is seven six one nine seven four. Banging. Okay. Uh, Ahsoka's <laughs> preferred uh, saber combat style, utilizing dual shoto or short bladed lightsabers, is known as Jarkai. This style is based on the national Filipino martial art called Kali, or more commonly Eskrima. Mm. Stick fighting. Yes. Fascinating. Sweet hilts as well. 
There's, yes, a, there's a couple of moments where you see the yeah. really nice hilts, but the like the triangular inlay pattern and yeah. stuff is so. They've almost got like, like the stylized um, for that, uh, like katana. Yeah, yeah that's it. Wrap oh yeah, yeah, pattern on them. It's really nicely done, <clears throat> and there's a wicked reference like right at the end as well, like right in the last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll get on to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> notes on that. Yeah, uh, notes on that. The first live-action appearance of Ahsoka Tano, played by Rosario Dawson, was in Chapter 13, The Jedi of uh, The Mandalorian. It was released on November 27th, 2020, Bruce Lee's 80th birthday. When Ahsoka brought her short dual lightsabers to fight the magistrate Morgan Elsbeth, Rosario Dawson was squaring off with Diana Lee Inosanto, Dan Inosanto's daughter and Bruce Lee's goddaughter. Oh, awesome. <laughs> All connected. <clears throat> Ahsoka's name, verbatim in Japanese, means, oh really? Oh. <laughs> I wish it meant hello there. Yeah. <laughs> Although that, like that the oh really, Hera. could come straight out <laughs> of everyone's yeah. mouth. Yeah. The theoretical physics behind the hyperring actually exists. It works on the theory that the ring that has a ship within the circle will stay completely stationary. However, the hyperring will move space around it. The ring itself, neither the ring itself nor the ship moves, but space around it does, making travelling great distances theoretically possible. So that's how we're going to explore space, apparently. Sweet. We're just going to get like a big ear spacer and put spaceships in them. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, nope. It doesn't make sense to me either, right. but to, to people with bigger brains than us, it does. I'm just thinking about, is it's in the Event Horizon, right, where he gets the two bits of paper and then... Fold, fold space. Yeah. 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 I've, this is not folding space. This, no, this is effectively is moving space around, around you, yeah. rather than moving yourself through space. I kind of like Jamiroquai. In that virtual insanity video, <laughs> as a callback to last week. Hey, nice. Yeah. Oh, we can't get. Oh my god! Just, I don't know about you guys, but my list has changed like oh, yeah. twice oh, already. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I just kept on thinking through. Yeah, shit. Be at least just two like, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Diana Lee Innocento requested that Morgan Elspeth be hashtag spoilers killed by the blade of Talzin she was bequeathed during her climactic fight with Ahsoka, as she felt it would be a powerful ending for her character. Did um, she know her character had to die, or did she request that her character die? Because if she, it's part of the storyline that her character died. Oh, but obviously, obviously yeah. that's how the details yeah, of how it happens. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was gonna say she's just like requested herself right out of the contract. She's just there. doing a fucking yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, Anakin's line, "I've heard that before," in yeah. response to Ahsoka saying she won't fight him, was suggested by Hayden Christensen on set. Awesome. Nice. I love the fact that they brought him back. Oh, he's yeah. amazing. Oh, he's so good. So hard. Yeah. Uh, Rosario Dawson did all her own stunts. Good nice. on her. Uh, Hayden Christensen watched both The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels to help rediscover who Anakin was and admitted that he enjoyed them greatly, giving full props to the bulk of work Matt Lanter gave Anakin throughout his run. Now he gets to portray Anakin in the series, which is a spin-off of both of those shows. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a picture, I saw it the other day when I was doing my research for this, of uh, Matt Lanter and Hayden Christensen oh, yeah, it, yeah. posing together. And it's like, yes, the two Anakins, they're the ones we need. Do you feel that Clone Wars is the unofficial Star Wars reboot? They made a big deal about the sequel trilogy <laughs> and about everything else, but the actual reboot was Clone Wars, considering all of these new shows, all of the yep. successful Star mm. Wars, all of the shit that everyone loves. It's the underpinnings, right? Yeah. Derived everything from spins off of Clone Wars. Clone yeah. Wars, including Rebels. Yeah. Aside from like Rogue One and Andor, 
like all the good shit comes yeah. off the back of that where so kind of that <laughs> Dave Filoni rebooted Star Wars without rebooting Star yeah. Wars yeah it's like hey we need to fill in this gap between episode 2 and episode 3 mm. there was a war going on can you make a Saturday morning cartoon for us and he made the best animated content ever yeah. <laughs> and did, like I said did a sort so of reboot content of the Star well. Wars yeah. Of the Star Wars universe, that so many different yeah. elements though that we're, we're we take for granted now, like the Witches of Daphomir. Yeah, mm. the, the world I know the world between worlds comes from Rebels, but Rebels comes off the back of Clone back Wars. Off, back it Clone wouldn't Wars, exist. Yeah. There would be no fulcrum if it wasn't for Clone Wars. Yeah. Like all of this extra shit, all of the good shit <laughs> is within those seasons of Clone Wars. Yeah. Why? Why on earth they didn't just get <laughs> fucking Dave Filoni to make the sequel trilogy? It's like we're making a sequel trilogy, Dave. Yeah. Can you uh, can you make them for us? Absolutely. They come in there with yeah. his fucking crocodile Dundee hat, yeah. and <laughs> it would have been everyone like, would have loved it. Ahsoka. <laughs> One word. <laughs> Ahsoka. Ahsoka. <laughs> Another word. Hera. <laughs> they are going to be our heroines because they're already strong female characters, and we don't need yeah. to rush them through an entire free, free movie arc in 20 <laughs> minutes like they're fully developed characters let's use them <laughs> but they did use a fully developed character they used uh, Leia and then they had to uh, do some Mary Poppins force shit out of a window Dave Filoni's never <laughs> never allowing that there's no way hell he's allowing that standing for that shit yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and my last note, uh, Ray Stevenson, who plays uh, Balin Skull, previously voiced Gar Saxon on Star mm. Wars Rebels yeah. and Star Wars Clone Wars. I had no fucking. We were saying about voices. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea until I wrote that note, and I was like, wait, really? What? And then I went and looked up some clips, and I'm like, oh my god, no, yeah, it's very clearly him. There we go. I don't have a body count because uh, nobody's done a body count and I did not have time to sit there and count every on screen no, game I would say the body count would be astronomical and it would get know, ridiculous that, last episode there's a lot of resurrections going on that's the thing it's <laughs> like, oh he's died oh no, oh, no he's no, back yeah. oh wait no he's died again no he's back again <laughs> score 20 oh no put him back wipe that wipe that <laughs> episode 1 episode 1 so yeah part 1 Master of the Apprentice directed and written by Dave Filoni yes mm. uh, first off I love the variation of the crawl it sets an ominous tone from the very beginning of the show Oh, you know, you know it's Star Wars when it starts mm. with an on-screen on text explaining yeah. that you're about to be dropped into the middle of a story that's already going on. Yeah. I love, I love how, I love the variation. They they, they didn't go for the the, the disappearing. Yeah, it the was disappearing. The flat, wasn't scroll, it, yeah. it was just the flat. They use red. Mm-hmm. So which is just a danger color. Sorry, danger color if there ever was one. And then the music surrounding it mm. wasn't. Normally, in, like in, the, in the old Star Wars films, it eases in, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, nice entrance. Yeah. This is just ominous from the right from the start. Right yeah. from the start, and you're tone, like, right, right we're, we're in for a wild ride that's not going to mm. be good. The text for itself quite a while. is, a nice, <laughs> is a, a nice merging between um, like the the original trilogy yeah. and uh, Clone Wars because season seven of the Clone Wars it had the scrolling text, yeah. mm. but it was in red. Yeah. yeah, this has the static text, but again, it's in red. In red, red. yeah. Uh, by twenty thirty, that flashing helmet sequence at the beginning will be approximately three hours long at its current rate of expansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank God for the skipping Droban. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so the very first shot of the very first episode is classic Star Wars. It's amazing, it's isn't the it? ship. Yeah, just flying the into the into the shot, and I was yeah. just like, yeah. got the crawl." We've got that. I'm yeah. like, "We are 
Like, sold. this is sold already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already 100%. on board. Yeah. Uh, the New Republic needs some needs new clothing designers because those uniforms are dreadful. Yeah, no However, right. their ships are banging. Yeah. Those New Republic really? cruisers. Don't Do you not like the new Republic? Mate, the old ones, old bulbous. Like, oh, the old, no, the MCA, MC80s, like Home 1, hmm. I'm all on board with them. But yeah. those new ones, they're just like a bit... Eh, they're just very meh. I mean, they're, like, they're new. They're yeah, new but they're, they're, they're new and disappointing is what they are. Well, they, I mean, they don't exactly have a great run. Uh, no, not, really sh- <laughs> not really shown to be very combat effective uh, throughout the season. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, as far as I can tell, one gets destroyed and some almost get destroyed by some Purgles and that's about it. That's really. about it. They yeah. don't really do a lot. Scuttled one and uh, <laughs> like minus one. Yeah. Two, full, well, one fallen Jedi and a Padawan. Scuttled one. Mm. <laughs> um, it's refreshed. <clears throat> it's refreshing to start a Star Wars show and not be on Tatooine. Isn't it though? Yeah. Oh, I've literally every time they go somewhere new, somewhere yeah. new, somewhere new. And it's not necessarily <coughs> new because we like we've seen like some of those planets before mm. in like Clone Wars and like, you know, Nicest's homeworld and stuff like that. Mm. Um but yeah, isn't it great? No sand? I mean no I feel sand. I'm really re- resonating with Anakin right now. <laughs> <laughs> no sand? Just um, like there there is a part of the Star Wars universe that yeah. doesn't roll <laughs> and got, solely around Tatooine. Yeah. Brilliant. And every pretty much every episode you get introduced yeah. to like a new and you've got a new Corellia and yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every episode there's something new, something new, something new. And like they're really nicely kind of developed worlds as well. Yeah. Like Lothal's like, oh, I mean, I think we spoke about this before, like, with yeah, someone to live, um, like, in the yes. Star Wars universe. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's a toss up there, because, like, Lothal <laughs> looks amazing. It does. Yeah, like, new Lothal really does. Yeah. I had a, just a note, I was like, how cocky is the captain of that cruiser? Oh, Captain just Hale. Like, I'm going to call his bluff. And I'm like, really? It's like, <laughs> really? It's like, yeah, well, you know, you oh, nearly got away with it, motherfucker. <laughs> also, d- it, it's an older code. Yeah. So it checks out. <laughs> it checks out. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man. Um, whoever wrote the sequence with Balin attacking the New Republic cruiser should send Bioware a fruit basket because that feels like they just lifted it straight from the Star Wars of Republic cutscenes. Yeah, it's when just, that come in. Yeah, yeah. There's several sequences like that where you have Sith attacking Republic cruisers oh, okay. and they play out almost shot for shot like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know Dave Filoni has said that he likes what Bioware, well, it's not Bioware anymore, it was Bioware, mm. what they've done and what they're doing with the Old Republic. So uh, I'm assuming he saw that and was like, "Yep, we're gonna do that. I want yeah. that in my series." Well, also that, like, once <coughs> they're through, like, un- through the loading bay mm. uh, or hangar bay into the corridor, it's basically like with you know with Balin's hood <laughs> down, like up like that. I'm just like, I kind of like he's very Vader-esque, it's very vibes, Vader-esque. Like, literally just mowing rebels, <coughs> rebels like New Republic. Yeah, so just mowing them down. The, legitimate good guys now. Yeah, brutal. Uh, the rock carving that. Ahsoka comes face to face with when she gets to that temple. Looks like a grey. Mm. It's got that. Oh, like, the, yeah. face, the face just looks like a grey. Um, on my note on that is when did the galaxy far, far away get access to the pieces of Eden? I don't know what the pieces you of play, Eden is. You guys aren't Assassin's Creed fans, are you? No. In mm. it, there's these artifacts from, from like a, a primogenitor race. Okay. And the most easily recognisable ones are the apples of Eden, which that glowy thing, okay. that's them. <laughs> they right. are they are exactly the same I was like is that a piece of Eden what the fuck wait now it's projecting a map that is a piece of Eden um, this episode has a great introduction to the Ahsoka character she completes her arc from the Mandalorian and displays just how formidable she is yeah. so, this is the, so we see her she kind of breaks in like, yeah, does her thing <laughs> I was just, she's like 
fuck these roads. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you notice she didn't. She wasn't even holding her lightsabers. Yeah. She just throws them down with the force and then just spins them yeah. around. And you're like, yeah, she's yeah. she's been training. She's yeah. been practicing. She's, she's been keeping up with her training. It's like That's nice. for anybody that hasn't seen the Clone Wars, hasn't seen Rebels, like Star Wars from afar, is, is watching it so they can be in the loop. <laughs> like. That is the perfect introduction for that character. Yeah. Mm. Like you, you get to see just how capable she is. Yeah. You get in, you get introduced to her. You know she's a Jedi, and it's like right now we can start telling. Now the we story. can start yeah. telling the story. Yeah. We've established who she is, and then Indiana Jones vibes. Like when she's in there for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like just like she's leaning down just, underneath. Yeah, I was expecting her to like pull out like a sack of sand at any point <laughs> and just like replace the thing. Like, but, um, um, it's nice we get the chance to see a real world Lafal. Yes. Yes. I mean, really, like, and prospering as well. Yeah, prosperous, like, really doing well. And Ezra's they've got tower, though. Yeah. When you see her driving that that speed bike down yeah, that long yeah, kind yeah. of that's cool, man. Whatever that is, weird motorway to to one place. <laughs> well, I think there's a massive landing pad <laughs> yeah. at the end of that, yeah. so I'm guessing that's where like the larger ship yeah. can dock and stuff, and it's right next to that communications relay, yeah. which is uh, you know well. But yeah, uh, to see the tower, yeah. to see the the loaf cats. Yeah, loaf cats. Yeah, everything is. Exactly, exactly right as it yeah. as we left it in as rebels, we left it yeah. in rebels yeah but to but, see um, it real world or yeah half real world half like you know yeah. cg but I, I refer to it all as live action even though live action, a lot of what yeah. is live action in this is actually cg but yeah but it's, to see it's, it yeah it's stunning in that reality it's nice brilliant. nice couple of characters as well from straight from rebels yes um was it um, oh, the guy Governor Rizzati or whatever yeah, he's, Rizzati, he's, he's the guy from Rebels right? yeah so yeah. he's um, he was like he massive he's the resistance, Rebels, leader, yeah, the resistance he? leader on yeah. the Thal but he was friends with really good friends with Ezra's parents as well yeah, yeah. so um, I, I, I thought I recognised him but yeah. I couldn't remember what his name was but I was like they wouldn't cast someone that looks identical to him yeah. with a beard and that. Yeah, no, so no, he could do voice acting yeah, yeah, for him in Rebels and they were just like fuck it carry on and Jai Kel as well um, you know the senator. Oh yes. When he gets oh, that yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. so he is—he was actually um, at the academy. He's I, the friend. Yeah, he's the yeah, friend. Yeah, and yeah. then so they did that whole episode. Yeah. Uh, where basically um, Ezra ends up helping them, and they all get away, and mm-hmm. then he comes back later in the season um, to assist them, just yeah. like randomly, like, "Hey, yeah. I'm a rebel now. Do you want some help?" And they're like, <laughs> Sweet, that's exactly what we need right now. Um, so yeah, like straight in there, like a couple, and you see the um, the mural in the background. Yeah. Um, where you get your first kind of glimpse of yeah. it anyway, and that is almost exactly lifted almost, yeah. from you know from Rebels. The, from Rebels like, oh, established that. So many nods. So many nods. I was just like, oh. Yeah, we get home one. Akbar's flagship, but no Akbar. Sad Moncala noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that an Inquisitor accompanying Valen? Because he has so he's got the Inquisitor skinny lightsaber. So I think Maroc, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah So I read something. There was a fan theory going around that he was potentially a reanimated Inquisitor that was like bound that into sense. that armor, which would make sense with the witches. Yeah. Um, yeah. He and the way the he off. eventually no. dies. Yeah. Where there's that like kind of release of yeah. gaseous nasty. Yeah, that so that sense. kind of plays. But I mean, I've never like. It is an Inquisitor's weapon. I've yeah. never seen anyone else with one of those. No, they're the only ones so, that have them and. I can imagine that that takes some very specific training to yeah. use. Yeah. Uh, I wish Sabine Wren would wake up calling my name. Mm. <laughs> 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 you and me both. What? Well, how do we feel about Sabine's long hair? 
I really like I it because like I really like it. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I was quite gutted when she. So was Ada. <laughs> so was Ada. Ada was watching with me, and she's like, oh, she's coming out. I said, yeah, but it's a, it's a kind of. I think it's the Mandalorian thing. Like they have to have short hair to go under the helmet. And she's like, yeah. then it would have fit. And I'm like, yeah, but when she kind of gets in the way when you're yeah. like jetting around and imagine that long hair with your Mandalorian jetpack on and yeah. it's just a, a recipe for disaster I think it's the um, <laughs> it's just a visual it's a, it's yeah. a tide change isn't yeah, it it's, it's like, like she's no she's, longer civilian no uh, yeah she's uh, like Sabine she's now yeah, she's, she's back to being Mando Sabine like laying out that arm it's very much a process yeah. right of like I'm you know yeah but I think uh, yeah definitely the long hair but anyway um, I like there's quite a few references to basically like her being a Mandalorian and that's mm. why she's so difficult like it's a massive get out it's like oh, those Mandalorians those Mandalorians yeah. but um, you know it's just like you've got um, there's a few a few lines where that's like kind of just repeated and embedded and yeah. it's like that's why it's so difficult for her to that's be, why she can't that's yeah. why the relationship's so difficult <laughs> but then you know I think it's Hugh Yang says to um, Ahsoka at one point it's like uh, your master found you difficult at times and there's this really ominous like orchestral stab yeah. in the background that just sets it off and like the as I say like the music in this the way the strings just follow oh, the yeah. mood yeah. is just amazing like but it's not they don't they're not like right this is going to be an orchestra show no or no. this is going to be a digital show it's like this show is going to give you whatever music we need to give you in the moment in the moment to sell it there's a bit I can't remember what's going on but I just remember there's like a really weird like electro song kicks in with some weird vocals that are just like like sound kind of Asian yeah there's, there's a sh- I is think there's when, a ship doing when, something um, isn't that when Sabine's racing down yes. the highway yes that's the one like, yeah, that's such a really good song <laughs> audio <laughs> described as heavy rock music yeah. Yeah. or electro rock electro music rock or something music. like that like, yeah. 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 They, yeah they don't they don't kind of stick to one thing they no. yeah. weaves in and out which I think like <laughs> makes it even fresher yeah, because yeah. by episode four you'd be like, okay, it's this theme again, or yeah. we're doing yeah. this again. But the fact that they weave all the different kind of genres of music together to give you whatever they need to give you in the moment really, really keeps it fresh. Yeah, uh, Ahsoka's ship is an old Republic T six shuttle, as previously used by the Jedi Order, mm. both before and during the Clone Wars. Is that the ship that they um, liberate from the shipbuilding yard in Rebels? It is the one that. There's an episode where, I don't think so because this is clearly a Jedi one because it's got the it's got all the training gear and everything mm. on board. Mm. So it's clearly been liberated from somewhere. But it, it looks was originally like it, it just looks like referenced though. as a Jedi fighter. Yeah. yeah. Most of the way through, whether that's just because she's on it. Yeah. yeah. Or it, it's actually that is actually no, it's yeah. actually a T6 which was basically built and designed for the Jedi Order to use. Mm. Oh, nice. I was, it was, I, I spent so much time on Wikipedia <laughs> and things. Looking, I'm like, is that a? It is one of them. Excellent. I can share that with people that don't care. Who <laughs> <laughs> Yang and I could spend hours hanging out and just talking lightsabers. Oh my god. See, I, I don't know about you guys, but like when when he's first introduced, I was like, I'm not going to like him. He's going to be C3PO, yeah. and I'm probably not going to like him. But over the whole thing. Like he's, I, he's amazing. <laughs> like honestly, one of the strongest characters. I feel like my very first note for episode two: the David Tennant droid is pretty awesome. Star Wars does love a sassy droid. They love mm. a sassy. They just love like, sass. <laughs> he's just he's just no nonsense. Yeah. Like he will tell it like it is. Like um, he's halfway between whatever the I can't remember the name of the droid in Rogue One, and then C three PO. Yeah, he like can't sit somewhere in the middle. Yeah. 
Toe in the line. Yeah. Toe uh, in the line nicely. Sabine has a Clone Wars era open circle fleet patch on her leather jacket. Mm. This was the fleet led by Anakin and Obi-Wan during the Clone Wars. The emblem symbolised the two Jedi. One arc represented Skywalker, the other Kenobi, and signified that whilst there were two independent halves, they formed a single entity. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. And I Very saw nice that. Nod. As soon as she's jetting down the, the, the yeah. motorway, I'm like, mm. that's, that's an open circle fleet. I recognise that, and then it turns out Hera's got one as well because yeah. it was later used for the whole Republic fleet after, like, the Open Circle fleet was so awesome. Everyone wanted to be a part of it. Uh, you know, Sabine, if you were wearing your best Gargan, you could have defeated both of those droids before mm. they stole the piece of Eden. I mean, map, <laughs> and you wouldn't have got stabbed by Lana Benico. Uh, I mean, this dark side Force wielder who is totally not just a live-action version of Lana Benico. Well, I see. I, I was con not confused by this, but it was. I was like, well, let's talk about this because she basically <laughs> has the opportunity to pick up her gear, yeah, but goes straight for the saber, yeah, and like whether it's just quicker <laughs> and like it's just a quick gut reaction, like I'll grab that wicked and yeah. then get after them, or whether I don't know. It's just an interesting point, isn't it? Like I find that weird, really, I find it because weird. the character, and we see it a lot later. I've got a note about it later, but she's struggling against her her nature as a Mandalorian and mm. that is why mm. she's struggling to uh, to wield the force and we see it later on she carries that lightsaber but her first decision in is, every is, time it's Mando blasters first, yeah. it's blocked Mando the first. shots with her armour yeah. mm. it's just the Mandalorian way and it's not till later on when she loses them and all she's got is the lightsaber mm. that she manages to kind of overcome it so for her to go to look for the lightsaber yeah, there no rather choice. than the blasters, the yeah. Mandalorian armor, any of that, like really surely a gauntlet. Could have slapped her gauntlets have. I mean, have that tower is really high. It's going to take a while for the lift to get down, yeah. right? I mean, I mean <laughs> somewhere she must have the jetpack that she had as well. Yeah. It's rebels, yeah. and then just pop that on. Yeah, oh. I just thought it was a weird. Yeah. Kind of note. And as an opening lightsaber fight, not terrible. No. no. But like you know, she's obviously not that sure of herself at this point. No. And, uh, Probably she's wishing still, she had a blaster. She's right still then. wielding the lightsaber like a Mandalorian. Yeah, like she's not using grace. She's just big, yeah. kind of like me. Just big, big <laughs> swipes, just trying to like the dark saber. How you yeah. want the dark saber? Yeah, and the extension of that, like inner right. But I suppose to a certain extent, so is a lightsaber. But it's a bit different. But yeah, well, yeah. that's all my notes for uh, yeah. part one. Yeah, yeah. part two. two. Toil and trouble, directed by Steph Green and written by Dave Filoni. In fact. All of the episodes are written by Dave Filoni. Yeah. So from now on, I'll just announce who directed it because that yeah. changes. Uh, yay! We get to go to Corellia. Corellia. Yeah. I was like, my first note is nice to see some different places in yeah. the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere like you know, all there's so many major characters in both the, the the animated, the live action, and the expanded universe stuff who are Corellian. We hear, you know, yeah. Han Solo, prime example, like massively famous character. He's a smuggler. He's Corellian. Corellian cruisers. Yeah, the Corellian, the Corellian Engineering Corp, uh, Corporation that builds most of the ships we see on screen. Yeah. And up until now, never been there. On screen, we've never been to never Corellia. been there. Just never been. <laughs> uh, Balin's ship, Balin's skull ship, is also an old Republic ship. In this case, yeah. in this case, the Eta class shuttle, which mm. was uh, used by uh, politicians. Like the the Senate and uh, Jedi, and oh, it's got yeah. that funny got smiley face cockpit. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's it very like very much like the the classic Imperial with yeah. the three. It was but based. The cockpit is so different. So it it's was based like, on the. It was basically the um, concept sketch 
for what became the Lambda class shuttle. Oh really? With and the, like, then they the refined, yeah, with that <laughs> yeah. weird. They they basically like that was the original design, and then it got when the Smoothed whole imperial <laughs> thing came out, and they were like, mm. okay, well let's let's make it a little bit more industrial, mm. and then they just basically went back to that, uh, stuck it in a CG engine, mm. and yeah, made that. I can't lie, that original shuttle, the Imperial shuttle, mm. is always one of my favourite ships. It's, it's such a striking design. It, it looks this great in its simplicity mm. but as a kid especially like the fact that it would be a triangle and then the wings would just go yeah. all the way out to the yeah. bottom what? I, yeah, yeah. And, it, always... and also basically meant, meant that vader was arriving yeah that was like oh vader's here oh yeah and then you know because he'd always land and then there'd be the lines of troops and like oh yeah shit's about to get down yeah some people are gonna die they might even be <laughs> they may be on yeah, the same side. Yeah. It's like somebody's <laughs> gonna die right now. Uh, Star Wars has ancient aliens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perhaps we should perform this somewhere else. I say go for it because you're a hologram. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> that was the first line I think that made me like laugh out loud. In that this. was the one where I was like, "How did I not know this was David?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like just the 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 the, um, the reading of the line and everything. It just screams. David yeah. Uh-oh. Chopper's here. Yeah. Fucking Chopper! I was loving that. It's literally just Chopper! I was like, Hera, the ghost, and Chopper. And Chopper! I was like, hello. And again, everything exactly as it should like yeah. should be, right? Like everything, all the detailing like on the, the paint job. Yes, on the ghost. On the ghost. And like, there's that beautiful moment, like, um, skipping forward just a little bit, but um, with that Chopper, and you really get the sense of like, his personality coming out yes. and he's like have you been through my stuff he's like <laughs> whacking on the side of the, of the ship and he's like have you been through my stuff and he's like no, no Chop, I haven't been, been through your stuff, stuff. <laughs> and like, it's just a, like the, the dynamic between them is exactly as it is in Rebels yeah. and it's just little little moments like that where yeah. it's like amazing like this guy is definitely the menace that we all know and love <laughs> and like, and if, if there's any droid in the Star Wars universe that you would you would <laughs> you'd be confident to, to put in charge of your child's safety it's a yeah. psychopath like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's ridiculous but uh, like all the screenshots and stuff I saw before I actually I, this is the first time I've seen this obviously yeah. um, and out of all the screenshots I saw coming out of it the one that made me most excited was when I saw the screenshot of Chopper and it was it was just straight from Rebels. Yeah. I was like, they've got it spot on. Yeah. And I was, I was so excited to see him appear. I was never a fan of Chopper and Rebels. Like, I, was, I wasn't I was a fan of a lot of them in the first two <laughs> seasons. But by the end, everyone but Chopper had won me over. But I was just like, Chopper's just fucking annoying. But in Chopper this... Chopper will fuck you up if he hears yeah, you say that, yeah. mate. In this, I, I, he hasn't got the great, that, that a massive part to play. No. Mm. But the times he is on screen, I'm like, oh, it's Chopper. He yeah. chews the yeah. scenery, which is ridiculous, considering yeah. he doesn't actually say any words. Yeah. <laughs> Although sometimes, sometimes he's understandable. Yes. He, he, there he's is almost, some, yeah. Yeah, there are I some who does the voice acting like the for him. One of the people I think yeah. that I read out actually does the voice. Uh, no, I think it's uh, I think it's Filoni does the voice acting for him. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's obviously just like through like this really heavy vocoder. Yeah. Note about um, it's like Hera is like a proper puppet master. Oh yeah, like yeah, proper puppet master. But it's funny because in Rebels, like Ezra and Sabine were like their children, like they were like yes. a family. And obviously, she's just doing that mothery like yeah, that I just went behind the it's scenes. It's funny trying to do it with Ahsoka, who was never really like she was involved and like a you know a what I would say was like a family friend yeah. in the rebellion, but like was never part of that 
crew like integral like that but it's just there's some really nice moments but she's just like she's just really pushy really in the yeah but then um you know there's that really nice scene as well with um Huyang and uh sabine where they're just kind of standing at the window and mm. he's like talking about like oh, did you keep up the training and da, da, da. and he's just like you know and he's like the only time you're wasting is your own yes and then that classic line which was actually part of the trailer as well um which was well perhaps it's time to begin again yeah and that was from the trailer and like yes. when i i remember when i first saw the trailer you're like Ooh. Ooh. yeah uh, fallen awesome. jedi or not death Mary witch or not it feels wrong for morgan to be talking to skull like some kind of lackey yes Mm, it just I doesn't agree. feel I mean he clearly doesn't care because he's like you can talk to whoever you want I literally give zero yeah, fucks yeah. but it's just like oh, really because like, he could slash yeah. you up yeah. like that it's funny because he takes it but Shin like yeah. the, the loathing between the two of them oh god yeah oh, she's yes. constantly snapping right, at yeah. the leash yeah both of them just like really snipe at each other but he just kind of takes but then he's he's got another mission he's, he's got, got yeah he's yeah. he's going somewhere else like yeah. he's they're, they're a means to an end for him He's yeah. got something yeah, else oh, in mind. Like, he's playing so, his role perfectly. He's like, yeah. you talk to me any way you want. I yeah. just need to get yeah. here so I can do this. You yeah. are a means to yeah. an end and I can put up with whatever. Um, I say, I liked his character. Like Watching it through again, mm. I liked his character a lot more than I did on the first playthrough. Yeah, me too. Because I think, because you kind of, you're looking now more into what he's saying yeah. and like reading more into it than you did perhaps at the first time. You maybe took a bit more at face value. Mm. But like throughout the whole season, I was a bit more like paying more attention because I think the setup. Well, I don't know what's going to happen now, obviously, but like going to have the, to get creative. Yeah, the setup <laughs> for him for the next season or the next or the film or whatever they're going to yeah. try and do next. Um, you know, he's he's laying like his own path. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like throughout every every he just gives you like just a tiny bit but not too much <laughs> just a tiny he's, bit and it's he's like, like Bail Organa line. in that he's got gravitas oh yeah. absolutely the moment he said I mean he, he's just like he doesn't say a lot no but the moment he does you're like he just cuts straight through to he oh. barely moves he barely moves he barely does anything he spends a lot of time <laughs> just standing there observing yet all eyes are on him yeah like I don't care what else anything. is going on he's got that stature yeah. on the screen yeah. hasn't he where he just like, like he's got the stature and the kind of gravitas that Thrawn should have. Yeah. We're going to circle back to this later because I've got some stuff to say. But before then, um, my <laughs> last note for episode two, having the mural play a part in the first two episodes, mm. it's a beautiful touch. Oh, yeah. Because it's such subtle fan service, but it works within the context of what they're doing. It's not, oh, okay, we need to kind of get them here for this one shot yeah. just to mm. do this. Yeah. They're on LaFowl already. Yeah. They've kind of previewed it a little bit in episode one, but to have that as the meeting spot, have, yeah. it, have it in all its glory, have them two come together, it's, stunning, it's just isn't it? brilliant. Yeah. And like even just visually is yeah. just beautiful. And when that ship just glides out and the sun, it blocks the sun out for yeah. just a second, yeah. and it comes back in and it streams back in. It's just like that is like eye candy. It's apparently a shot for, aside from changes in like minute changes, mm. uh, specifically in Ahsoka's outfit because at the end of Rebels she turns up wearing a white cloak with a staff. Yeah. And obviously in this she does yeah <laughs> I've got a note on that yeah, coming yeah. up um, but it is apparently a shot for shot recreation of that last scene yeah uh, the last episode of, of Rebels I love how they swing, by, they swing by pick her up the art style was the same as Rebels they haven't yeah. Yeah. tried to paint it as like, like realistic. realistic yeah 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 yes. they've just kept that yeah. like, that's what yeah, I love really. 
Darkseid Force uses the galaxy over when shit gets real. Time for the second blade. Yeah. 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 When yeah, Morak yeah. is fighting fucking yeah. uh, Ahsoka and he's like, okay, no, I'm, I'm losing. Wham! That, <laughs> that fight sequence is wicked. That is amazing. But again, it's that it's that completeness of it like the background everything going on yes. in the background and then like the cut between that hand hand to the ship chase yeah which again visually is just beautiful you've got this like you know you've got it's you've got new Corellia in the background but mm -hmm. like you can just see it sprawling out in the background and just the explosions going yeah. on just awesome yeah, um, just so much going on. You can keep your latex and fancy underwear. Give me a girl in Beskar any day. <laughs> case, case you haven't noticed, I have a new celebrity crush. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, uh, I make no bones about my love of girls in lingerie, but I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to give it up for Beskar as well, yeah. to be fair. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, going to see if I can adjust my flight suit to fit Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, that thirsty note is my last one yeah. on part two. I was just going to say, just that last moment, the um, uh, you know, uh, Marat gets onto the shuttle and he's, mm. he's oh, yeah. throwing the lightsaber. Oh, and, oh, and, and, and she just goes, whoop. Yeah, she's just, just like, yeah, yeah just the just shoulder. Like, yeah, just whatever. Not even bothered. Yeah, like, not, like just so nonchalant, like, oh, eh. <laughs> <Do you laughs> oh is that yours? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I just thought it was awesome. Just like, what a way to just finish it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, just what a. Oh, just that whole ending is, yeah. is stunning episode uh, 3 part 3 time to fly directed by Steph Green uh, lightsaber training with a sassy training droid would be equal parts fun and demoralising <laughs> yeah. not as, as demoralising as training blind so this yeah. is where she yeah. puts the helmet on and you you just feel so much for Sabine feel her like, frustration yeah. Yeah. my first <laughs> note is you're going the wrong way she's behind you come on there. She Use could be anywhere. Force. She could be anywhere. But I just my first note is Jedi training looks hard. Yeah. <laughs> just like although I would train with Sabine. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Watching that blindfolded uh, sparring session is a bit like watching us spar. Yeah. And you're Sabine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like how the Bokken sabers that they use are shaped basically just like the dark saber blade. Yeah. Yeah. And they pull them out. I'm like, they're just, oh, they're just like standard Bokken. And then you get a good shot of one. It's like, no wait, that is literally just a dark saber blade. Yeah. Nice. I wonder if they did that specifically for for Sabine, um, for Sabine yeah. given her yeah, link to the dark saber. Yeah. Uh, Jason, of all the names in the universe, yeah. they went with the name of one of Leia and Han's kids in the EU. Yeah. Will be interesting to see if he gets abducted by aliens and becomes a Sith Lord as well, though. Because hmm. you know, I mean, they're laying the scope out there. Also, important uh, important biological fact we learned from his his very existence is the fact. That humans and uh, uh, Twi'leks, yeah. biologically compatible. Yeah, <laughs> apart from the green hair. Apart yeah. from the green hair, which, you know, I mean... He could have been green, so... Sabine's I mean, got, like, more kind oh, of yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just a little nod to the uh, the mother and then the father, right? And then the, I was kind of, like, expecting that he would turn out and be, like, fucking... He would be green, like you say. Hmm. But, no, the green hair is a nice, a nice touch. It's just enough. I think they should have made him green, to be fair. I know it's probably against child decency laws to have him sat in the makeup chair. eight hours getting, eight hours getting green. greened. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I would have been a nice time. It probably also, given like how long that sort of stuff takes to do, and the amount of time that children yeah. can actually do filming on set, it would not yeah. be... Or a no. kid, or a human kid, but just with Leko. 
That would have been awesome too. That would have been hairy Leku. I know it's to be weird. Not technically the Rebel <laughs> Fleet anymore, but the Rebel Fleet is in healthy shape these days. Oh, absolutely. There's that big thing. There's that one shot, and you just see them all. Yeah. And you're like, wow, we are. It's like a, it's a proper <laughs> fleet yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, this <laughs> is not Rebels well. anymore. Yeah, this <laughs> is not like oh, we've just lost another ship. Oh, yeah. we've just lost. Another, yeah. So <laughs> what's what's left of the Rebel Fleet? Uh, well, about three ships. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's cool. <laughs> it's all good. Um, politics are BS. Absolutely. I feel oh, yeah. like, you know, when they're just like, oh, it's so hard to get stuff done in the Senate and like yeah. how that all fell. And you're just like, oh, God, I hope it's not going down that way again. Because, you know, it's just like, and that one senator. Oh, fucking. What the fuck is his name? Zito or yeah. something. The Asian he's one. He's serious. Clearly, he's clearly working moments. for the Empire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> clearly, he's one of these imperial so, remnants in Long power. Of the, I mean, New Republic. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just, he gets in the way. He stops him doing anything. Yeah. Every step of the way. It'd be interesting to see how, like, what the rest of that character is going to be like. Yeah. Because the thing is, though, like, right, I've got. This, this ties into it. I love the use of Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Yeah. She was awesome in Andor, and to use to have the same actress and to have all of yeah, that yeah. It's a nice linking link, it all together it? Yeah, is yeah. brilliant. But how she doesn't suspect Matey <laughs> of being in like undercover Empire? Like he might as well be wearing like the dark Sith robe. I, yeah. I don't think he sake. is actually working for the Empire. Oh, he is. He's just. He, I mean, let's face it, boys. Is he's any, a politician. Is it anyone that obtuse that? I mean, he's just. Such he's a just twat. every step of the way. It's like, um, have you seen who's running the country at the moment? Well, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> They're not working for the evil empire. They're just cunts, mm. and so is he. Uh, I love how relaxed Ahsoka is about everything. She's been there, seen it, and done it. Yeah, right. this, but before she has Realizing her Gandalf cool. moment, she's yeah. she's just like mm. kind of checked out, and she's just very calm, very very uh, underspoken. She folds her arms a lot. She well, does. I've got this theory about her that. I was going to talk about later, but I might as well talk about it now. She is so terrified of giving in to her full capacity mm. as a Jedi after what happened to Anakin mm. that I think part of what we see as cool, calm, and collected is her just trying to holding him yeah. back, hold back yeah. like the tr- her true essence. Well, you see that, don't you, when they're fighting? Yeah, and you when she's got the lightsaber to his throat, yeah, and you see that. Like yeah, that really a, aggressive little yeah, move yeah. forward, and then she just collects herself yeah. and comes back. But that's like on the edge, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, look at obviously we watched uh, the Clone Wars animated film. Yeah, what like a couple four weeks, of weeks ago? ago yeah. where you see Ahsoka right at the very start of her, her yeah. first appearance. She's green. She's naive. You compare yeah. snips to Ahsoka in this oh, yeah. it's like they are they're barely even the same character trauma central <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Uh, I don't know what the ships are called so I've called them the Denarb system fighter ships but they look like pod racers yeah so it's um, Shin's ship especially oh, see, weird little things got the two big bits on the side see? and then the cockpits are yeah that back. is very reminiscent of um, General Grievous's ship yeah yeah and they're very um Felony was clearly hinting at like World War Two yeah. dogfighting scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those, th- those are those are like Spitfires, yeah. pirate snub fighters. I think they call them. Uh, yeah, I think the other, to them, yeah. the other ships yeah. in that sequence, not Shin or whatever Morox ships. Yeah, because they're they look like pod racers in yeah. space. But the rest of them, they do have that World War Two kind yeah. of vibe to them. Absolutely. Uh, lol non-traditional Jedi yeah, yeah. that's one lying. way to describe it going right away from yeah. I mean the fact that uh, 
obviously Dooku trained Qui Gon, yeah. who trained Obi Wan, who is probably the most traditional. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then obviously he trains Anakin, who trains Ahsoka, and you're like, yeah, non-traditional was one yeah. way of putting it. <laughs> who then's like, do you know what? I'm going to take Sabine on. Yeah. <laughs> why not? I, I wonder. I'm not going to train Grogu, but I will train Sabine. What's fucking but Sabine going to start training Chopper next? I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, first droid. Give him a fucking lightsaber. Like, oh my god, his kill count will go through the roof. He's <laughs> spinning his top. I'm just like, I do like the Grievous move. Right? <laughs> we're going to put a pin in this because we're going to come back to it later because I've got a note on it. But Ahsoka, when she has to go outside of the ship. She puts that suit and that elaborate headpiece on real yeah. quick. Yeah. And then gets it off even, even quicker. Even quicker. Yeah. Also, side note, did you notice the blue suit with the orange face? Yeah. I was like, that's some Bloomberg vibes. Like yeah. <laughs> I, 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 she up with that and I was like, oh she has like a Togruta specific space yeah. helmet. I'm like, that's awesome. And then you get like some shots of it and I'm like, why does she look like she's wearing Saiyan battle armour? Looks like the shit Vegeta wears in Dragon Ball, and I'm just like, well, she gonna fucking stop putting Kamehameha's out to shoot down these fighters? Um, I love the Purgle. Space whales. Just fucking love them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If I could have a pet Purgle, I'd have a pet Purgle. When when this episode came out, a friend of mine, uh, Sam, who we've spoken yeah. about before, uh, he periodically messages me, and it's either to moan about the Tories or to talk about Star Wars. Oh, your two favourite things. My two favourite <laughs> things. He he knows me so well, yeah. um, and he was literally just like space whales, Rooney, just some caps, space whales, yeah. and I was like, yeah, no, it's great. And now I've just seen it. Now I've seen it on screen, and literally my only note is space whales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking love the Purgle. And a uh, just a note about Balin's force powers, mm. like his, like he's pretty. Fucking up He's there, pretty right? badass. Like just his his like force sense, his sense of foresight as well, which yeah. almost mirrors the Night Sisters kind of um in their like I don't mm. know, I can't remember exactly what they call it, but like they they kind of look into the eagle or whatever and they the strands of fate, I think they call it. Yeah. Um but it seems like that's mirrored really because they almost like asking him. Yeah. Like what do you see? And he just he just like and he's just closes like, his eyes, has a think, and he's like, hmm, yeah. yeah. But you gotta think, like he was trained as it, yeah, to a fully functional yeah. Jedi Knight. Well, he's a general. Yeah. So he was later on, he was like a, a senior knight in the Order, yeah. and then obviously the Order fell, so he's no longer restricted by the edicts of the Order, so he can go off and learn all what sorts of force powers. That well, when he's talking to Shin in one of the later episodes, he's mm. like, I trained you to be more than that. More, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Interesting in this one as well, like he shows this weird side of his character where... Um, you know, I think Elizabeth um, says, "Oh, you know, she's going to need to be killed," and he's like, "Oh, that's a shame." Yeah. And there's so few of them left, and she's like, "Oh," and he's like, "Truth." It's truth. Yeah, it's, it's truth. Like, <laughs> See, he know, doesn't. It's, it's weird. Isn't he's he? he not a Sith because he doesn't hate. Yeah. He's yeah. literally then, got a path, and if you're yeah. in his way, but then the orange lightsaber, like, is that significant? Is that because he hasn't bled completely his yeah. kyber crystal, so therefore he's walking the line, almost yeah. like a grey Jedi would. Which then draws a weird parallel between him and Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. There is, they are kind of th- almost the same path being walked, just on slightly bit, different slightly different sides, sides of the yeah. same line. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about uh, Balin and Shin's joint medieval aesthetic? Yeah. Because yeah. their outfits are fucking love it. They are wicked, aren't they? And it's it's the little details, like 
how they're done up at the back. Yeah. Yes. Like the little, the little triangular pattern. Yeah. And it's so, and like the armor, just the plating as well. Just yeah. that quite, like quite simple plate. Plating. She's not wearing the chest plate, but the top she's wearing looks enough like a chest plate that yeah. it looks like she looks like yeah. the, the tassets on her belt yeah. hanging down the side the one yeah. sh- like viking like strand of yeah. well, I wondered, because obviously she's clearly a padawan yeah mm. which I is that weird. Was a really nice note a really nice little nod because obviously that's that looks to me like a padawan brace it's a jedi yeah. padawan yeah. brace so it's sith like, don't have those right no so that's they, a they really are interesting not point sith they are definitely dark jedi yeah. i definitely be uh, i spent uh, most of eight episodes just trying to work out exactly who they are yeah what side of the force they are are they Siths are they not he's known as Lord Balin yeah so you would be a Lord of the Sith but I don't like but he's, like he's, he's absolutely not, not a Sith he doesn't no. hate like no. you're right he's just he's focused on restarting everything and yeah stopping like almost almost like uh, Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones where she's like I'm gonna break the will Mm. Like I don't want to be the next one on top and have my certain yeah. amount of time. I'm gonna fucking restart everything. And he's he has that kind of my goal is bigger than everything. Yeah, that's I think I th- I, I'm, I'm putting out my suppositions now. I think it's gonna go one of two ways. Either he's gonna go uh, Sith Emperor from uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, where his whole thing was he was gonna gather enough power and just consume the entire universe right. so there'll be nothing left but him or go Darth Treya from Knights of the Old Republic who has this insane scheme where she's going to kill the force so the force will cease to exist there will be no Jedi no Sith no nothing and I think it's going to go one of those two ways I don't know man see I had a different take on it and it's to do with the Mortis gods is he going to replace the father well this is it it's just occurring to me now would he replace the son or the father, but the son is the dark. Yeah. So it, he can't he be. Couldn't so be I then, think, but he also couldn't be but the, the daughter. The father is the statue. Father is, see. Yeah. I think he's going to go for the father. That's a good point. Which I is almost why I think he was like, I don't want to kill Ahsoka because he has Shin. Yeah. And maybe Ahsoka, Ahsoka would, would be, be the, the daughter. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Well, he didn't sort of two daughters, I guess. Well, yeah, but like, but, but those two sides. Yeah. And with that, like, he would have. All of the power that he is and craving, he could, unlike the unlike the Mortis gods <coughs> did previously, he could exert that power to stop all the exactly with yes. empires and exactly. republics and it what have just you. Be Do you feel them? <laughs> there's there's something holds him back from actually just killing Ahsoka. He pushes a force pushes yeah, her off the side yeah. when he could easily just fucking cut her yeah. head off. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? So, do you think on a subconscious level? He doesn't want really yeah. want her dead. He just want he need her out of the way long yeah. enough that they could get to where they were going. Yeah, it's like I said earlier. He's he's focused on this goal, and unless you are directly in directly the path in that. his path, yeah. he is largely going to ignore you because or just move you out of the way. way. If he doesn't have to kill you, he won't. Especially so, someone yeah. like Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote my my last note on that episode was just the uh, the dynamic between the three being back together again yeah yes. with Sabit, and you're like oh it's like old times but it's weird because you're like oh it's like old times but you've never seen those old times no but you just assume that exactly <laughs> you just, that's you what just it was like know that's what yeah. it was like uh, I just have one fanboy note that Shin appears to be using the same pilot headset as Jedi did during the Clone Wars oh yeah very nice yeah the two little, the little gold yeah, band thing yeah. Kenobi, yeah it's yeah, yeah it's like there's so many little nods here to mm. Old Republic Jedi and it makes sense obviously Balin being a former Jedi mm. he would have those stores and access to 
Jedi caches around the galaxy. Uh, part four. Yes. Fallen Jedi. Uh, directed by Peter Ramsey. Mm. Heir to the Empire. Little on the nose, but a nice reference nonetheless. That's my yeah. very first note is a nice little Heir to the Empire reference. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we, we completely plundered that for ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a minute. Um, I can't remember his name. David Tennant Droid. Tells them <laughs> to stay together. You know they won't. You know yeah, they're yeah, absolutely yeah. not going to stay together. Go wrong. Yeah. yeah. Mando and the Jedi fighting side by side is awesome. Yeah. Yes. And they complement yeah. each other. But then later on, like, there's this bit. Um, wait, wait, but anyway, um, and there's this bit where. So, using a blaster, Mando armor, and a lightsaber. And a lightsaber. Is fucking unstoppable. Yeah. Like. I, I, I have a note on it, and, you know, judging by Sabine. Uh, and given the fact that she has almost no control over her force abilities mm. is not a fully trained Jedi yet still manages to hold her own almost on the level of Ahsoka yeah. mm. something else yeah. all Jedi should absolutely be wearing Beskar all the time I don't know why you wouldn't why wouldn't you wear Beskar it's, it's a, dangerous, be, like, it's a dangerous galaxy right I mean for Christ's sake it's really dangerous it's galaxy. a really dangerous galaxy people are always trying to kill you and if you're wearing blaster and lightsaber proof armour yeah and you've got the force and the lightsaber but if you're covered in Beskar, mm. do you get a bit sloppy? Like, do you uh, possibly? Uh, you take your eye off the prize a little bit. Being having no armor whatsoever, just your lightsaber, yeah, forces you to focus, right? I don't know. It's just a fear I'm throwing out there. <laughs> uh, there was a comment that Balaam made about um, experience, and it's weird because he was like, in my experience, like dealing with the soaker or like knowing a soaker. Mm. This is weird, like kind of cryptic kind of comment he makes yeah. like, like he'd met her before but she would have remembered he says him. doesn't he he yeah. said oh Anakin spoke highly of you yeah and it's like you kind of get the impression that maybe he was there like like a, a family party when you're a kid the adults will know who you are yeah you have no and idea you know, years that. later okay, oh I remember you you was like you know you was knee high to a grasshopper blah 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 you as a kid don't know them because they all just look largely the same so mm. I wonder if maybe like that it's that sort of situation yeah it's just it's, yeah it's a weird nod isn't it and yeah. it's just like oh I hope there's a flashback there that would put yeah, everything well, nice into place flashback. for me like that's what I want just it's put a, it in front of me just like the, me. Uh, the Anakin and Obi-Wan one in Obi-Wan Kenobi yes a nice little flashback to the yeah, temple the that, spot, would, yeah. that would have been perfect spot for that Filoni yeah. this show does fan service perfectly oh absolutely yeah. it's so subtle a lot of the time that unless you're really in the know you're not taken out of what's going no. on they're not no. jamming it in there just for the sake of it and one of the things I really appreciate is when Carson turns up oh yeah, yeah. that's one of my notes Carson's like, back exclamation yeah. mark he's not even like that <laughs> big of a character but yeah. to link the man but he exists in this time frame yeah, yeah. as as the same character that he yeah. played in The Mandalorian. So just to kind of bring him from there and put him in here yeah. for an actual real reason as well. Yeah, he's yeah. not yeah. there for no Didn't reason. shoehorn it in. Like, yeah. yeah, he's he's part of the Rebel fleet. He it is him. Yeah. the perfect, most what? subtle fan service <laughs> you can possibly get. Yeah. Uh, the hell? Morocco was just green gas in a suit. Yeah. Night system, something, something, yeah. night system. That Balin Ahsoka fight where they're fighting obviously at the, the, mm. the ruins bit. Yeah. It's almost formal. Several mm. times they, 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 they assume their start positions. Oh, they're, they're feeling mm. each other because they change yeah. forms. They change forms. So many That's, times I before they actually get in. Actually. Uh, but they, they, they 
go in, they have a little spar, they step back, they yeah. reset back to their start position, yeah. and they change the form they're using. And yeah. it's like, it's almost like watching a sparring match yeah. that you would see at the temple. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, The only thing that I found, not dis well, slightly disappointing, obviously Ahsoka is trying to get, you know, yeah. the star map. If it was a straight fight, it would have been lovely to see the whole thing play oh, out. God, yeah. But like, because she's handicapped by that, She's trying to get that, and all and he's got to do is just, is just stop defend her. it. Yeah, and yeah. she's so focused on that. I wonder how it would have played out if it was just, just a straight a, uh, standard head-to-head -head yeah. match between the two of them. But it's interesting as well because you're saying like they they change forms, yeah, and they they really and it it's not until like I say like halfway into the fight they actually start using the force powers as well. Yeah, up until um, then they are really literally like just feeling it out. But doesn't she lose one of her sabers like straight away? So it's one. I think so, yeah. yeah and she's like one save back to one the, the save. Well, yeah. one, one of the things I really like about this is that if you watch uh, the, 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 the fights, the duels, as you know, we tend to call them, um, they do. Every time they break apart from like exchanging blows, they change the form that they're using mm. because they're like, okay, well, I've had this little bit, this clash with them. They know I use that form. All right, let's change it up yeah. to this bit. And they all do it. Mm. Balin, uh, Shin... Uh, Elsbeth, they all change their forms every time they've had a little spar mm. with someone. They go back and they adopt a different starting position. Yeah, which is a, a well, that's I th I don't it's awesome. I'm, it's an awesome little detail. I don't know if I mentioned it on here before. If we just spoke about it anyway, but in Kenobi, when mm. uh, Darth Maul comes at him, yes, um, and basically he essentially sets Maul up. Yeah, because he adopts the form <laughs> that Maul had when he like beat him. Yeah. And then quickly changes. Changes to and something then different. just cuts him down. And he just doesn't see it coming at all. And it's that like the trickery of the form. Yeah. But it's it's amazing that <laughs> like and it's you notice it, it's subtle, but you notice it. And mm. if you just watch them as you say, break apart and it's like it's like this yeah, beautiful like ballet. Yeah. It just like yeah. As awesome. To build on the ballet as aspect, when you're talking about Baden and Ahsoka, the first time she has a disability, she's mm. got burning hand, he gets the better of her but doesn't finish her off mm. the second time she gets the better of him yeah but disappears before like the, there's an actual finale to yeah follows natural resolution yeah. like it's all it all seems like the early stages of something that's building up to mm. either the finale of the film or the finale of the show altogether yeah or yeah. some big moment in the future where we're going to be able to look back at this and be like Oh, they were just like playing with each yeah, other. Yeah, they were just yeah. sparring a bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And now it's like, on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, do you think there's a magic amulet that can turn Stonehenge into a magical star map? <laughs> Maybe. So I cool really hope it. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know he's a villain, but Balon is pretty cool in a medieval knight kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And young Anakin, a blast from the past. Absolutely. My note on Anakin is literally just Anakin. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, this is exactly the same for me. Um, what have I got? Um, Hu Yang does pretty well against that HK droid. He does, yeah. especially since he. The, I mean, how old is he? Jump like on him. Twenty-five thousand years old. Yeah, and he's not. He, he does all right. Yeah, like, he's not bad. You know, I mean, if, he does. If get, he had a weapon of some sort, he would have absolutely wound him. Two little extra arm bits that come out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, what else are we looking at? Oh, the uh, again, more more character development on Balin as well. It's just like faith. Mm. I lost that a long time ago. Yeah. Yes. And again, like there's that weird parallel between him and Ahsoka, just like, you know, that she still thinks she did the right thing leaving the order. Yeah. And she doesn't regret that decision. Um, 
and it seems like he's very much of the same. I yeah. feel, no, I don't know. With him, I feel like the order was taken away from yeah. him. Yeah, they both had the order. They both left the order, but, but not. She did it through choice, and he did it. Yeah, it was forcible. I think it they said forced. he disappeared at the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah. I think that's what they say. So. Yeah, yeah well, he says him, he says at some point, didn't he? Doesn't he? He watched I everything. Yeah, well, he I was not much older than you. I watched everything I knew burn down. And they say like the Jedi Temple, and he says, "Yeah, yeah." So clearly, he's in in and around that at the time, and then disappears because of all the sixty six. <laughs> but whilst he's in exile, he his eyes are open to oh, okay. So there's mm. more power. Yeah, he becomes there's disillusioned with yeah. with yeah. the Jedi and the Order without the almost in an autistic way without the structure and the routine of the Jedi Order yeah, he's yeah. like huh there's other stuff I can just yeah. do stuff now it's um, fine you have no power lol wrist darts <laughs> <laughs> the Mandalorian pocket sand <laughs> I just love that because she's like oh shit you have no power <laughs> that's what I mean about the beginning like just get the gauntlet just you don't put the gauntlet yeah. on dude don't have the rest of it yeah. <laughs> Uh, no one will be seated during the weird false bullshit sequence. No. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously, you had to have weird false bullshit. This is a spin-off of Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, How do we feel? I've often rallied against the expansion of the Force. Mm. Like, especially in the sequel trilogy, where they start FaceTime calling each other through the Force. Yeah. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but ever since, like, kind of Disney have come along, the Force has expanded what it always mm. was in in the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy yeah and i've often been like it was absolutely fine the way it was you don't need to escalate it and keep adding more and more to it but they do here and mm. i'm not mad against it here i think it, there's a lot of room for scope in within the force yeah and what we obviously see oh, sorry guys uh, what we see in in the the prequel and the original trilogies, especially in the original trilogy, it's a universe where the only people who really know about the Force are the bad guys, and they ain't sharing. Yeah, Luke doesn't know shit; he's just figuring it out as he goes along. Mm. In the sequels, all we get to uh, sorry, in the prequels, all we get to see is it being used in a very combative way. Yeah. Mm. there are hints of more of it in the Rebels. Uh, sorry, in Clone Wars series, yeah, yeah, you get to, there is other hints that it can be used for other things and that. Mm. Um, and in in the the expanded universe, even though the stuff that I think is still considered canon, it's hinted at that there is more to it. You know, it's different types, different areas of the Force. Yeah. Um, so I think I don't have a problem with it being expanded as long as it's done well and not expanded for the sake as a, as a MacGuffin. Yeah, you know, you need a Deus Ex. Well, did you know about? magic toaster force powers that can defeat you and it's like yeah that's bullshit <laughs> we know that's bullshit you know that's bullshit you just wrote yourself into a corner and used the force to get yourself out of it how do we feel about magic <laughs> in the star wars universe because in the original trilogy the only magic was the force, was the force. Mm. but in clone wars we get to meet the sisters of daphomir yeah and they are witches mm. I was never mad about the inclusion of magic. To me, the, no, the, the, it makes sense. It does. Death right? Mary witchcraft is just a different application of, of force. the force. Yeah. yeah, they're just using it in a different. They do it through incantations and potions and sacred objects, whereas the Jedi do it through hand waves and lightsabers and meditation. Meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the idea. I love the idea that the force is out. The force is just there. It's yeah. just what it is. It's and the Jedi 
got like, access to it like that. The Dathomiri do it like that. The Dathomiri do it like that. There's another, um, I can't remember what they're called, but there's another uh, academy somewhere that does, doesn't train Jedi, but it does something different. Um, there's the, the, the Jedi, what do they call them? Support core or something? Which has like, involves like the healers and the agri core. And they access the force. They're failed Jedi who never became Padawans, but they still use the force and work for the Jedi Order and the Republic doing things like basically being druids and encouraging things to grow oh, okay. or being faith healers and using the force to heal them and I, I love the idea that the force is, is what it is and your abilities and that just depend on how you your particular it. sect yeah. accesses it that's so nice. yeah that's that's how magic works for me in that universe that's my head canon. are we on episode 5 yeah uh, shadow warrior yeah. one more note that leads into oh, that sorry. anyway just I mean just Baylor's just chucking out these lines <laughs> and just like he does have some of that it's like yours legacy of death and destruction yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, again he's like I didn't want it to come to this yeah you know but then that leads really lo- like really well into the next episode yeah which is that. all about facing the legacy of death and destruction yeah which just sets that up beautifully I think, so part five shadow yeah. warrior Ahsoka Oh, sorry. Well, this one is both written and directed by Dave Filoni, because of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ahsoka and Anakin reunited brings joy to my heart. Yes. He, he yeah. even calls her Snips. I yeah. was so hoping she would counter that by calling him Sky, Sky Guy. Guy. Yeah. I was like, come on, give me this. Yeah, I know. I hated. I hated that the first time I heard it in the film. Yeah. And I've rallied against it ever since. <laughs> at this point, it would be it. It's perfect. acceptable. Yeah. It would be perfectly acceptable for that. And um, why they didn't do it is beyond me. Why yeah. she didn't Probably because it is a bit cringe. Maybe. Might but she calls him master instead and I'm like oh, Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's to reinforce the fact that she is no longer that Ahsoka. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Because she's you, grown. She's not snipping. Even at the end even in what is it, season seven where she leaves the order and she has that last scene with Anakin in, in Clone Wars. Even up to that point he that was his pet name for her yeah. was Snips mm. by that point she matured enough that she didn't need to have that snipey little name for him no. she was she was comfortable referring to him as Master or Anakin mm. maybe that's to show the growth I don't know or maybe it's just because of cringe <laughs> um, Hayden Christensen appears to be the most capable person with a blade we've seen so far yeah. I mean not his character him as an actor. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else looks like they're dancing or following stage directions. He actually looks comfortable with that saber mm. and like he knows what he's doing. Oh, 100%. It's also worth pointing yeah. out that uh, Morgan does later on yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, but she's she is a been full waiting the artist. whole season for her to pick to, up a blade. To get, get her fucking sword. And do, but yeah, he's the first one you see who actually fights with it like he's been fighting with it for a period of years from my perspective there are so few negatives about this show yeah but one of them is some of the choreography yes especially with Sabine especially towards the end in that final battle there's certain sequences where she you can almost watch her go like I need to step here, step here I need to step spin there, here do that. I need to duck that I need to do this yeah. it happens so quickly that if you're not watching it to talk about it on a podcast, yeah. you're like, oh, wow, cool, bro. Yeah. But if you're watching it to talk about it on a podcast, you go, maybe they should have shot that one again. I suppose it, that's, yeah. that's the difference between doing a TV show and doing a film. In you a film, you'll have someone time. spend 
three to six months training yeah. how to handle the sword before you put them on screen and have, like they did with uh, Hayden, Hayden which and is why it's so good now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they had them trained by actual blade masters. Here, obviously, the time scale is much, much yeah. shorter. So your your filming window might be three months. So you can't have pers that person spending three, three months learning how to use a sword. So you you get them competent with it, I guess, or you know, able to not cut not their own hands even off. The, the sword fighting so much is just the fight sequences the, the, tend the to be a choreography. Bit, the choreography of it. Yeah. Of it they all. do look a bit choreographed. I think one of the things that doesn't help with that is the stormtroopers. Mm. There are obviously previously when we've seen stormtroopers, they weren't doing much. No, they're they're running around, they're shooting, they're going ah, and falling on the floor. They don't do anything like these night troopers do. No. Yeah, because we never really see them fighting against lightsabers. No, and in the in the films where we do see, you know, analogies of stormtroopers fighting against lightsabers, they're CG. They CG the shit out of them because you can get them to do a lot more that way. Yeah. These were live action actors in Stormtrooper armor, which is incredibly restrictive yeah. Yeah. and really limits your field of view. So everything has to be spot on because otherwise your lightsaber is going to be cracking that Stormtrooper in the side of the head for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are a lot of bums in tight trouser shots in this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all for it. Absolutely. There are, I... Do you know, remember when we did My Neighbor Totoro and yeah. I was like, they chose specific <laughs> shots to look up a girl's skirt. They chose specific shots here. Just, just showing the, the key female characters walking away from the camera. Or bent down, bent, bending yeah. over or on their knees and just like, that bomb is right there. Yep. It's like Dave Filoni has an arse fetish. Yeah, he knows 100%. his audience. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Carson is so done arguing with Jedi nonsense. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's a Jedi thing. Oh. Yeah, cool. Guess we better get going then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, live action, Mark 1, clone armor. Oh, yeah. my God. That's so good. And then, Clone Wars Anakin. Yeah. Oh, mate. I just, I put the brutal mess of war brought from animation to real life. That's phenomenal. I'm just yeah. like, as soon as he walks in. And he's got that cloak, the blue and the red robes with the, mm -hmm. the, the Vader-esque armor plate around his neck. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. And then the troopers are running past, just like the simulations. Yeah, and then I've got Rex, baby. Rex! He's in the Rex! <laughs> uh, I know Ahsoka's flashback is a nod to one of the Battlefront games. Don't know which one. Never played them. I just <laughs> read it somewhere. But seeing a real world version of the Clone Wars makes me so happy in my soul. Yes, just, absolutely. Oh, it's so good. Um, <coughs> I think it is a crying shame they couldn't find some way to bring back Kanan, even if he was just a false ghost. Just a false ghost. Yeah. I would have taken the wolf. Yeah, yeah me just too. Just a wolf. Yeah, yeah. But either way, like, if you really want to bring this family back together and give me all the feels, yeah, find some way to bring Kanan back. Yeah. I know Jason is the replacement. Yeah. But he's too young to actually. He's too young anything. to actually take yeah. part. In but if you just show me the false ghost, like even at the end, even when it's just Sabine and Ahsoka ride off and, and Anakin's there, if Kanan stood Kanan's next to him, stood next to him, watching yeah. like one of his proteges, yeah, or if Kanan appears when Ezra does something and yeah, just watches see, that, him, that would, see, be, that would he, make he perfect would be sense. Ezra's force, yeah. Yeah. ghost. That's who Ezra yeah. would be seeing in yeah. the world between worlds. If we're going to yeah, go Kanan. as far as to give like Anakin and Ahsoka that moment. Why can't we bring give Kane and Ezra that moment? Or maybe that moment will come later. Hopefully later. In season two when, yeah. when Ezra becomes yeah. more. When he gets to do something. something. Well, maybe Ezra will get to go back to Lothal. Yeah. And that will be that the perfect be moment on it. Because that's where they're from anyway. Well, yeah. technically. 
I guess they just appeared there mostly, but <laughs> probably because that's where everyone else was. But obviously they can use the world between words anyway. Yeah, yeah. So they travel around. Ah, Rex gets his moment. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was actually voiced by Tamara Morrison, yeah. which is the first time he's voiced uh, Rex. So obviously it was done by Billy D. What's his name? Williams. No, not Billy. Uh, what is his name? The guy who voices all the clones in all the animated stuff. Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah. He does Django and yeah. Boba and everyone. So, yeah. I mean, that whole flashback fight sequence is yes. just amazing. Like, the it's just eye candy the whole way through. Yeah. But then there's this weird switch. So they do the first bit and then the next bit, which is, is weird because Snips hasn't aged. Yeah. But she's taken names. She's cut because it's the Siege of Mandalore yeah right. and, and the Wolverines Reeds is really nice as well did you notice the troops in the background all have the red yes on paint on the helmets which is directly taken from from that, uh, that uh, episode from that episode that which arc. is yeah which is just a lovely noise because it's just you only see it for like a couple of seconds in the background yeah. every now and then but you're like oh, the thing that they did the gave <laughs> they did the, the thing yeah uh, watching Ahsoka fight her fears and finally accept her full capabilities as a Jedi is just empowering yeah as it should be it's really nice it, that whole sequence finally addresses the flaw in the training of almost every single Clone Wars Padawan in that they were trained to fight and to lead not trained to be Jedi yeah up to that point for, mm. for you know, thousands of years Jedi had been trained to be Jedi they He's meditated the they peace, healed yeah. they kept the peace they, they mediated in, in arguments and stuff the Clone Wars kicks off and the Jedi then take over leading these armies and every Padawan, almost every Padawan you know, trained during the Clone Wars becomes, uh, become, like, like I say, becomes a soldier. They're trained to lead troops. They're trained to fight. And the, all the focus is on that. Hmm. Even had the Jedi Order survived the war, if Mace Windu and his little hit squad had managed to take out uh, Sidious hmm. in his office. That one guy. That, that one guy. <laughs> um, they would have been massively changed. Yeah, and they would have re it would have been a real struggle for them to get back to what they were because mm. they have a whole generation. Yeah, of, you know, not Generals. just Padawans. By that point, there are Padawans <laughs> who have been raised to knights mm. and training their own Padawans who aren't Jedi, Jedi. per se. They're Jedi they're warriors. They're Jedi soldiers. Yeah, they're generals. They're not the peacekeepers, the no. mediators, the, the 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 faith healers. Mm. The last real mediator that we see is Obi-Wan yeah the negotiator mm. yeah. yeah and so like from Anakin onwards until Luke yeah they're yeah. all trained to be soldiers and generals and leaders that's, that's all the fallout of yeah. the Clone Wars of course yeah. Yeah. so even if Sidious had failed he kind of would have won yeah. because the order as it was he still would have been destroyed yeah. poisoned the Jedi order yeah. enough uh, the live action ghost is beautiful yeah we only get a few shots of it. We don't get anywhere near as many shots of it as I would like. Oh yeah. I didn't like the ghost when I first started watching Rebels. Me neither. I think like most people, I was like, this is just this is just a cheap knockoff of the Falcon. Mm. But the more time you spend with it, yeah. you're kind of like, actually, no, this thing, I've got a. I've got the more it, the, the more it becomes a character in its own right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've got one of the the uh, what did they call them? Something fleet. Uh, the the diecast ones that uh, Hot Wheels did. Christ, probably nearly 10 years ago now. I've got like the full collection of all the ships they did and the ghost sits for, sits like front and centre in yeah. the display I've got on one of the shelves in my yeah. living room because it is, it is such a good looking ship. Yeah. And seeing it in live action with all the greeblies and details that they give the Falcon, yeah. it's, I'm just like, oh, 
We also yes. get to see the Phantom as well, which the, brings yes. joy to my the heart. Phantom 2. Yes. Yeah. Because the original Phantom got destroyed because yeah. it was that weird, funny little shuttle with a tail gun that actually looked like a dog's tail. They called yeah. it the Phantom, though. Yeah. They don't call it the Phantom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think Sabine or Ezra will take on Jason as a Padawan? I would like to think... Or, I would like to think that Jason goes to Luke goes to his oh, Jedi Academy because yeah. don't forget at this point in time Luke is gallivanting around the galaxy building towards setting up his yeah. Academy where well we all know what happens assuming that shit done not all get retconned I'm <laughs> that, that shit's getting retconned yeah I would like to think that Hera would you know rather than passing off because I mean Sabine Arguably, is still very early on in her training. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but he's still very. I know he's still. He's at the age where he should be. Really be. Yeah. So I think I think he will get sent off. Go the route Grogu should have gone and, and okay. go and join yeah. Luke with his at his academy. I can see that. Um, ah, uh, Ahsoka without a headband is weird. I prefer. I almost prefer it. It just looks freaky. It's like it's like when you see someone with glasses. Not wearing glasses. Yeah. Like that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when, when you when you only ever see someone with that yeah. thing on and then you see them without it and it's kinda of like And I think it's the the weird tone shift between her weird leku yeah. head thing and her face, which are obviously orange Two. face yeah. and white and blue tentacles. There's this weird kind of crossover it's just a line just like, <laughs> where it just stops. No, I don't like that, stop. I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, when uh, yeah, and says is that what this is about as like a throwaway comment like you know falling to the dark side and yeah. you know, slaughtering half the galaxy what? all and, that go get over it move on <laughs> yes, it's just like really like just a throwaway comment like, is that what this is, is about is that what this is about <laughs> just oh, like, Jesus you say, more than that <laughs> that's the pure narcissist approach <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh absolutely like, yeah. you get, like your wife finds you've been cheating with like 10 different women and you're like that. Yeah, like six <laughs> weeks later when yeah. she's when she's still got the R set with you and won't cook you dinner. Is this all about that whole cheating on you, dear? Yeah. Oh, come on. We're past only, that. There's only ten women. Only no. Ten. <laughs> um, how long did they leave little Jason just sat there on his own without even a sandwich or some space watches? For a long, long time. Because <laughs> <laughs> they go off and they're like yeah. surging the, the water and he's just sat there with Chopper. And it's like... Full daylight when oh, they go off and start searching. Chopper's definitely sneaking him like sweets. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, Chopper's definitely that bad. The, the uncle who's the bad. He's probably, yeah. probably sitting there with a really upset stomach because <laughs> Chopper's <laughs> given him too many space sweets <laughs> and uh, that's why he's not hungry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> will you train me? No. You know how to build a lightsaber? Yes. Will you teach me? No. no. <laughs> Parenting. Hu Yang gets it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here for that. Um, Force Echo. Great for plot points. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and we know this from the games. <laughs> I mean, I've got a note on that for the next episode, but I could bring it up now. Mm. If Ahsoka can see Sabine's memories through the force when she's holding the map, how comes Luke can never see any of Anakin's memories when he wielded his <laughs> lightsaber? Ah, because it, the force is very Mysterious. fickle. In its, yeah, it's ineffable in the way it bestows its abilities. Mm. So not everyone can do the Vader thing where he stops blaster bots with his hands. Yeah. In fact, in literature, as far as or in the entire expanded universe and what we've seen here, I'm only aware of two other people that can do it. One of them being uh, Corrin Horn from the old EU. He de- he 
has really shit force abilities, but apparently he can do that without even realizing. And uh, Luke, we see mm. Luke can do it later on. Kylo in, does it. Does Kylo do it? At the beginning of full. I season. don't really think. I don't refer to them as Star Wars anymore. <laughs> no, there's. <laughs> That's not not my Star Wars. A helmet, isn't it? I agree. Like, I agree with you. Oh yeah, the stopping it in midair, but I mean the actual just the blast of oh, hitting your hand. Oh okay, God, say, physically you know, absorbing it. That was one of my favourite, most redeemable scenes in all of the sequels. When he is stops the blast of when he stops it, and he's, he has this conversation, and the minute he walks away and stops concentrating, the bot just continues. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the coolest bits yeah, of was that entire cool, trilogy. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka the White. Ahsoka's Gandalf transformation. Yeah. I mean, they're not even subtle. No, she's that, she that, wears yeah. grey, like right yeah. the way up to that yeah. point. She's wearing she's got all her outfits are very grey toned, yeah. lots of frowning going on. Yeah, and she's she's struggling, and then she has her otherworldly encounter with a Balrog, yeah. <laughs> and she comes back and she's all in white and yeah. she's just fucking zen yeah. from then on. Super zen. And it's just like wow. I mean, that was, that was a, perhaps like I said with the heir to the empire yeah. comment. Perhaps a tad on the nose, Here's but a tad yeah. on the nose. But she is, she's lost her fear of becoming Anakin. Yes, she has so, completely embraced every every ounce of her false ability. Yeah, mm. she's like, look, this is who I am. I'm not going to become him. I am different. Yeah, and then that's where the Zen comes from. Yeah, and I love that. But yeah, it's a bit on the nose that she has like her whole Gandalf moment. Um. Purgle plan. Very nice Purgle Rebel plan. shenanigans. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I was just like, yep, we're back in Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> and Carson, we're, uh, my and note here is just, Carson is my favourite. Yeah. yeah. When he flies out, he's like, oh, just tell me what's going on. Okay, but you're not going to believe it. Yeah. And then you just cut back to him afterwards. So that's why you need to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Like, Do you expect us to believe that? And he's just like, I did tell you. Yeah. Fuck's I, sake. I did say you weren't going to believe it, but you know. <laughs> Here I am, stuck in the middle, as again. usual. Jedi shenanigans, again. Like, yeah. Stop, uh, stop pairing me up with Jedi. He's just like, oh, I can't wait to be retired to some backwater planet where I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. I'm retiring to Tatooine, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to be a moisture farmer. <laughs> no Jedi's there. <laughs> so, uh, part six. Yeah. Far, far away. Yes. Uh, directed by Jennifer Getzinger. Yeah. Um... It is so much cooler from an aesthetic point of view when the Purgle travel through light speed than it is when anybody else <laughs> travels through light speed. <laughs> With their weird squid arms that open yeah, up. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like when they when they, you see them, they've got like a lot of tentacles. Yeah. But then when they go for hyperspace, I don't know what happens to them, but they essentially just get just four. Four, yeah. yeah. Just four big ones. And that's Do you know what it reminded me of? Did anyone ever watch Farscape? Yes. No. Well, you know Claude Black's in this, right? Yes, she, she is. She plays one of the Night Sisters, which is awesome. And she has, she's another one with such a record. I completely forgot she was in it. And then the first thing she says, I'm like, Claudia Black. Yeah. I recognise you. Yeah, just you her voice cuts through. Yeah, yeah, she's got a very distinct voice. Yeah. Um, but Moya, the ship yes. from Farscape, very much has so. the things that open up at yeah. the back. And that's how they... And that's yeah. how they use their faster than light travel. And yeah, watching the Purgle do that, I was like... Yes. Nice. Descendant. Uh... The Force provides you with insight. It does not give one all the answers. First of all, that's going on. I've got a webpage that has been yeah. running forever, which is just a collection of Jedi quotes. Mm. That's going on there, even though he's not a Jedi, because it should have been. And if the Masters of the Order had listened to this, they might still be around to see the New Republic. Because yeah. yeah. 
awful lot of them thought, well, I got the force. I know everything there is to know about everything. And then they died. Um, I, for one, did not need to know about the Purgle graveyard. Yeah, no, that's pretty sad. <laughs> it was upsetting. Yeah. I mean, that's a, graveyard. That's a lot. A it lot just reminded of me of the Jungle Book. A lot of like, As a kid, yeah. I did not need to go to the elephant graveyard in the Jungle Book. Here, I don't need to know there's a Purgle graveyard. Yeah. I've just re-fallen in love with the Purgle <laughs> people. It's like, they're all fine. They're amazing. They're off yeah. doing the... Oh, no. Oh, they oh, die. God. Oh, God. Oh, crap. Especially the minefield as well. I mean, that's just... Sad. Well, they took those mines like... Chance. They just like, just, like got Brushed pissed off and then just flew away. It's just like, ah, oh, F this. On that note, Floridia is where the Purgle go to die. And Florida... Peridia. What? Peridia. No, I swear they called Path it... To per, pathway to Peridia. I swear mm -hmm. they called it Floridia. Oh, that guy. Uh, that guy. <laughs> Nearly. Uh, no, Hold on, edit. Gone. <laughs> edit. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> yeah, it's something occurred to me with the um, Purgle. And it has now just completely escaped me. Is it their teeth? The whale them, teeth. The whale teeth. Yeah. Mm. yeah, they've got like whale teeth. No, Which is weird because in... One of the uh, Rebels episodes, they're like, it's their feeding ground, isn't it? It's like the gas. There's a gas yeah. that the yeah, mining guild are harvesting. Yes. Um, and, um, yeah, that's where you first meet them, I think. Yeah. And that's where... Dave, Dave Filoni, obviously, we know is a fan of the old expanded universe. Mm. Um, however, I think his fandom of it goes far deeper than most people suspect. There's a very old trilogy of books, uh, Landau Carizian trilogy, which was written, I think, just after Empire. Okay. And it was before even what loosely passed as the old expanded universe canon was established. Right. In it, um, Lando, basically, there's no talk of like things that we come to accept as being normalised. Everyone's using lasers rather than blasters. He's smoking cigars. There okay. are. You know, it's it's all very very you know 1980s LA. Yeah. Uh, this whole trilogy of books he has, and in it. Um, it's all building towards this, this crazy <laughs> showdown they have between the Empire and a bunch of space whales. And okay. it only occurred to me watching this, because since I watched Rebels, I've read that trilogy of books. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, space whales. And yeah, okay, the space whales in that are psychic and learn how to communicate with, with Lando. But yeah, I was like, oh, these space whales. So they go there. Oh, they have this planet they go to, which is really far away. And they go there specifically to die. Oh, and they can travel through uh, through hyperspace by using these weird things on their tails. Ha! Huh. And I was just like, wow, Dave Filoni, my guy. <laughs> he is. Nice. Dave Filoni is the ultimate disciple of George Lucas, right? Oh, absolutely. He's, like, he, everything he knows about Star Wars, he learned by kneeling to George and just being like, <laughs> teach me. So it Come does, to the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> it does not shock me that he would be pilfering books like that but like that no. from many moons ago um, I don't have many negatives with this show but I think the casting of Thrawn is wrong this Thrawn just looks like a bluey Elon Musk that's my biggest issue with the the fact that they used uh, what's his name Lars thingy who did the voice for Thrawn in Rebels mm. and the voice is spot on oh yeah and they, I think they absolutely needed that because that is a key part of his menace yeah, yeah. is his voice and the fact that he's just He's so always yeah just cold every calculated move that's yeah and it, yeah but the fact that he looks like elon musk with blue face paint it really like, took me out of the moment he several needs times. the same stature that baylon's got yes like thrawn has always been 
tall and imposing, but yeah. that and that and people think he's a warrior, but like it's his he's brain. Not, it's he uses, brain that's yeah, important. Which that's is why. the juxtaposition between the way he looks and then the way he acts. Here, none of that exists. Yeah, he lacks that yeah. presence. Yeah. It's interesting as well because there's a few episodes in Rebels where he's sparring and he defends yeah. himself. Yes, and and he's he's kicking his ass, kicking ass yeah, with those he's um, taking names and you just, troopers. You can't quite equate that no. to that guy you can't imagine him one thing I do like which I think was probably put in as a part to ameliorate that mm. is the fact that we see him there he's younger yeah quite significantly younger yeah because you look well, we, at like yeah. the characters they've all grown up since then yeah, yeah. Um, and we see him there and he's you know, he's always impeccably turned out mm. but when they get to Peridia mm. in this completely different galaxy um, if you look at his uniform when he appears, where the clasps are, mm. the uniform is frayed yeah. and bobbled. Obviously, the, the, we see uh, the Chimera is in uh, something of a shoddy state of repair. Half yeah. of its, its main engines are missing, and it's yeah. been patched up. The same with the troopers. Yeah. And he mentions that you know they're running low on Everything. manpower <laughs> yeah. and supplies. Yeah. Um, and the, I think, well, the way I interpreted that is that he's no longer this formidable physical person mm. that he was because he can't he can't keep destroying Mark One Dark Trooper droids yeah, to keep, them. Yeah. keep sparring against them because they can't yeah. repair them. So once they're broken, done, they're gone. Yeah. He's older. He mm. was older than Hera and, and Kanan during Rebels. Yeah. So now he's older than he was then. He doesn't have the resources of the Empire to fall back on to keep himself in that fighting trim shape. Yeah. So that's... But also that's how I squared it in my there's, head. There's a lot less threats yeah. where he is as well. So, like physical threats. Yeah. Because they have that planet. I mean, there's some bandits and that's it. Yeah. He's got a fucking star. He's in a fucking like, star destroyer. Do you know what I mean? Those bandits so, are no threat to him at all. And it's, it's that tactician side of him. Mm. And that, as you say, without without the threat and without the resources, yeah. but needed to support the threat that's not there anymore, I think it's like... He's I don't know. I wasn't overly mad at it no like I and like having him as the voice is just that, that was an there. inspired move that is yeah apparently I noticed I found out when I was doing my research uh, back in 2016 when they engaged what is the guy's name because I'm going to keep referring to him so I need to know what his name is uh, Lars Mikkelsen there you go um, he was record all of his stuff for Thrawn on Rebels mm. was recorded remotely because he lives in like Sweden or something. Oh, okay. Uh, and right from the start, from the, when they first started, uh, Filoni was all like, "Hey, you ever, you coming over to LA? Can we get you to come over to LA for years?" Because even back then, Filoni was planning on some kind of live-action appearance for Thrawn mm. and wanted Mickelson to come over to LA so they could do mm. screen tests and captures and stuff. Yeah. Way back in 2016. Yeah. So like the fact that way back then he was kind of planning this. Yeah. What, what, fucking 10 years ago or something? Yeah. And it's just like, no, I, I really, really appreciate the, the forethought that went into this. Mm. And he carried it on and got him in to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I like um, his entrance as well. Yes. Like, because obviously you've got these senators that are kind of like, meh, he's probably <laughs> not alive. It's probably not that. And even if he does come back, What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. But when he enters and you hear the troopers like chanting, yeah. you see that level of um, admiration and respect yeah. that they have for him. And if anyone can consolidate 
pockets of Imperial it's across the entire him. across that whole galaxy. Yeah. They will be there in a second for him. Absolutely, and they're gonna all of these little warlords and rogues that oh, have yeah. splintered off from we'll the Empire just flock back yeah. in like their hundreds and they aren't of thousands. Gonna be, they aren't going to be arguing things in a Senate. That no. Thrawn will say do this and, and they, will, they will do it oh yeah 100% and as we've seen he's all, we, as we've seen he's a fucking genius he's yeah. a tactical genius that's what makes him so dangerous and oh, that's you what, know, what makes him really dangerous is the fact that he learns oh yeah he's like such an atypical villain because the villain will especially in something um, as almost like not rudimentary but like Saturday morning cartoonish the villain never learns they make the same mistakes yeah. and they're foiled by the heroes time mm. and again Thrawn not only learns from things that work well, he learns from his mistakes. Yeah. We never see him make the same mistake twice, no. and he makes a point in this. Mm. You know, I underestimated a Jedi. <laughs> one Jedi one before. One Jedi before. Yeah. I will never make that mistake again. Yeah. And he doesn't. Yeah. Well, he's basically the Napoleon Bonaparte of the yeah. Star Wars yeah. universe, right? Yeah. Like, just yeah. the ultimate tactical genius. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, he just runs rings around everyone else, which yeah. is why Hera, who obviously has personal experience of how dangerous he is, yeah. Is so obsessed yeah. Yeah. with getting a new republic to take this as a serious threat. Uh, Sabine is still far too Mandalorian at this point. Oh, so absolutely. this is where she goes out looking for Ezra and she gets jumped. And I, I alluded to this earlier that yeah. she goes blasters. She's blocking her shots and fight. The very last thing she does when she has no other <laughs> option, she no other alternative. All right, I'll get the lightsaber out. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing because she's. If she, I think if she were trying to use a lightsaber when all of her attackers were still, you know, active, mm. Mm. she'd have got her ass handed to her because she yeah. is still better at fighting with the blasters. Oh, absolutely. Best it's than, just than the saber. A, to me, it was a subtle nod at that, like, when in danger, she's going to go for when, the Mandalorian. Pressed, she falls mm. back to her yeah. Mando roots. What? Do you know what the name of them, the animals she rides? They oh. refer to them as howlers. Yeah, howlers. I want one of those. Yes. The so way the C- I, I call them horse dogs. Yeah, the way <laughs> the CG is done for the howler um, is awesome. Like the attention to detail and the way they give it a personality and yeah. mannerisms. Yeah. yeah, when it looks, when she's telling it yeah. off. She's yeah. like oh. that way. And it goes, <laughs> and then walks up, and then like, but they hold the camera, don't they? And then yeah. it just comes running comes back. Running back. Yeah, yeah. It's the easiest thing anyone that's got a dog has. Yeah. When, yeah. when you tell your dog off. That is exactly how they behave. And it's it w- fantastic. It's when she, right before she re-accepts it, and he walks over to her, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you can tell the attention to detail that they've given this. Not like this. Basically, is just a ride to get yeah. her out of there, right? And but they've given it a proper personality and yeah. mannerisms in a way that other things never would it would just mm. be there and it, it would, would just, just be, be standing. Oh, it's just a funny looking horse it would yeah. just be standing in the background maybe breathing but this one actually has mannerisms yeah. and a full fully formed personality and I'm just <laughs> like that is one of the things that stands Star Wars aside from 90% of everything else is yeah. because they will put the effort in to go that extra mile yeah. to give a character that doesn't need personality a f- personality yes I like as well as like it was a nice little humorous break yeah. from yes. all the serious shit that was happening. Yeah. Just like that. You've got a lot of very tense stuff, a lot of heavy shit going on, yeah, and then it's Sabine lost telling off a dog horse. They pop the tension button, yeah. bubble, sorry, right before they fill it up again. Uh, yeah. I love the hermit insects. They are fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh, Notty. Yeah. Not they yeah, they're just—they're yeah. like half hermit crab, half grasshopper. Yeah, the weird like I think I referred to them as stone turtles at one point in my <laughs> notes. Uh, 
Gotta love how everyone in Star Wars these days loves an asymmetrical cloak. Yes. yes. It's like anyone's got a cloak. Yeah. It's asy- apart from Balin, who's very medieval. They're all, none of them are cut with straight lines. No. They're mm-hmm. all wonky sideways. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't think I could get on with that. Yeah. Did you, um, did you read up on the, uh, the Night Troopers uh, aesthetic? I did not, no. The red. The, uh, the I'm going to butcher the gold. this word, Kintsugi? Oh, the repairing. Yeah, yeah. so also known as Kintsugurai, or Golden Repair. And it's a Japanese art art of repairing broken pottery by mending mm. areas of breakage um, mixed with gold and silver da, 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 da. Um, but it treats the breakage as a repair as part of the history of an object mm. rather than something to disguise I like that yeah, that is, so, that's got Japan, Japanese written all over oh right? yeah oh yeah, but yeah. There's, there's I mean there's more references obviously we talked about the hilts already yeah. Yeah. of um, Ahsoka's um, blades and stuff but also uh, one of the, the parting line from Thrawn, mm. um, he refers to her as a Ronin. Yes. Yeah. Um, just linking it all back through again. Yeah. All back to, what is it, uh, Seven Samurai, which was mm. one of George Lucas's original inspirations for uh, for the Jedi and Star Wars in general. Mm. It's his his in-space retelling of those those Ronin and those, those mm. black and white Japanese films that he loved as a child. He took them, gave them lasers and put them in space. Yeah. And I mean, but it's not just here, like... I, the Mandalorian is Lone Wolf and Cub. Yep. Right? It's that, like, there's so many little cultural references throughout mm, yeah. the Star Wars galaxy that when he does call her a, a Ronin, you're like, well, of course. It doesn't feel, yeah. it no. should yeah. feel out of place because it's, a, it's, it's a, a very. But it doesn't because they've done such a great way of weaving those references mm, in yeah. that by the time he says it, you just, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Enoch. Yes, Captain of the Guard, Captain Enoch, played from uh, the guy from the Expanse. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> I mean, you never see his face. No. Well, yeah, but you know. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, oh, sweet! I love that guy. I love that series <laughs> as well. Like, it's fantastic. But yeah. when did stormtroopers start getting special personalities? Because, like, in the original trilogy, none of them do. No. In the prequel, yeah, you get Rex, you get Cody, but you really kind of discover them in the Clone Wars yeah. when you've got more time. But in the sequel trilogy, you've got... Um, I can't remember what I can't, uh, Captain Phasma. Phasma, yeah. And, then, and now you've got this guy, Enoch, and suddenly it's like, oh, no, 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 you're going to be in charge of this battalion. Yeah. You need a special helmet and a, an actual <laughs> name rather than just being like I don't know. It's, again it's the Clone Wars yeah the Clone Wars mm. took these very cool looking Stormtroopers because everyone loves Stormtrooper they've become one of the the, the idols the mascots of Star Wars of course you yeah. see a Stormtrooper like, oh that's, that's Star Wars yeah and then they took them and in the Clone Wars they gave them personalities and they made they humanised them Mm. which as I've said numerous times before and will say again was one of my favourite things in the mm. Clone Wars is that they humanised these these faceless white troopers um, and then they realised well shit everyone loves these special troopers yeah. Yeah. so from then on every instance of it has had a special trooper because yeah, yeah people love it <laughs> plus it's like an extra toy you can sell. I was, yeah, it's yeah the I was same toy. It's a marketing toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, just paint the face gold. Just paint the like, face. Yeah, change his name. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's a uh, Enoch's face is based on the um, death masks. Yeah, like the the Catholic uh, death masks. They all had them. 
for me personally, it just really reminds me of the Blood Angels from One Point K. Dante and Sanguinius, they all have their death masks. For me, it reminds me of, I can't remember what they're calling them now, but do you know in 300, they're this. They're oh, the Eternals. The Eternals. The Persian the, Eternals. The, the black cloaks and they have the yeah. gold masks. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so that, I believe, was Far, Far Away. Yeah. yeah. Episode 7. Part 7 Dreams and Madness, directed by Gita Vasant Patel. Another name I probably mangled. C3PO. 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 Cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's my first note. Nice C3PO cameo. And, and it's short enough that you don't remember how much he annoys the shit yeah. out of you. And he name drops Princess Leia. I it's know. Such a clever way mm. of getting Leia in without having, obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah. bless her, Carrie has, has passed by this point but for some years. Um, so you get to have Leia included because she is head of the Defence Council. She mm. should be the one making those decisions. Yeah. And Senator Naughty Zeno, whatever his fucking name is, annoying mm. guy. Zeno um, or something like that? I did something like, yeah. I did write it down, but I still can't pronounce the fucking thing. <laughs> All I put is, is such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... Oh, Senator Dickbag. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I've... yeah, but you'd have to, to have her appear on screen, you'd have to have one of those weird CG doppelgangers yeah, that would freak think, everyone out. I think it's just another instance of perfect fan service yeah just like, weaving it in just yeah. subtly and then like, just yeah he would be the representative at this point in time of Princess Leia mm. as you said Princess Leia is in a powerful position she's yeah. probably busy would play a part probably busy off getting railed by Han because they got some children they got to start pumping out <laughs> but this <Where's> Ben this, <laughs> this scene has to happen yes for mm. the story so it's not like they've just created a two minute scene and been like oh yeah we can put them in there yeah because yeah, Hera's about to get caught martialed yeah so like it's just everything has been weaved together so perfectly that you don't realise it's fan service again unless you're yeah. watching it to do a podcast to do a podcast and yeah. specific uh, the New Republic Starfighter Corps clearly got their own designers because their uniforms are swish. Yeah. Yes. Very Corellian, like, very, yeah, very smuggler-esque. Well, they, you know, you got to turn out good if you go into tribunal, right? <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, and they cool. highlight the bunda. Because again. again, we get that wonderful shot of <laughs> Hera stood there yeah. and she's taken off her tiny short leather flight jacket and put on the Starfighter Corps yeah. one, which looks like something one of the smugglers would be wearing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I li- I'm liking that. And then we get to see Carson in it. I'm disappointed we don't get a Carson Bunda shot. Because his jacket's the same. I mean, come on. It's 2024. I mean, when this was made, it was 2023. But equality, yeah. we want that Carson Bunda shot, Filoni. Uh, Psycho Chopper is ready to kick off at any point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just enjoying it. He's just like, motherfucker, yeah. come at me. Yeah, that's why, fucking that's, kill you. Yeah, that's why you yeah. don't give him a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. Like, outside, yeah? <laughs> he would have been in there, slashing around. Um, yeah. Um, Here's my chance to shout out Baden and one of his incredible lines. Impatience for victory will ensure defeat. Yes. yes. It, is a, it is just a great line of dialogue, but it is he a knows, great quote for life. He oh, knows yeah. his, impre- his yeah. apprentice so well. Yeah. And he's like, because I think he says something about like, you know, you'll go off and you'll get the power you yeah. crave or seek or whatever like that. Yeah. He just, he knows he's so driven. Yeah. Um, and like, all, like, she, all she wants to do is basically impress Thrawn so yeah. she can like hang out with him and yeah. there'll be a place for her in his like Empire yeah. when he she gets back to be, She wants Denver to be the Vader, universe's right? Jorus yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. she wants to be the Vader yeah. to Thrawn's em- Empire. Yeah. Yeah. But like he, he does know her so well and he's just like look it will come to you. Yeah. Just don't chase it because if yeah. you chase it 
it's you like it you're gonna fuck it up you're yeah. too impatient yeah. you want it all now and I just think that is a good quote for everybody for yeah. life absolutely if it's gonna, gonna happen it will happen just you know be patient uh, Anakin recording holograms for, for Ahsoka it's a terrible day for rain yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, the shout out to some of the old names as well. He's like, oh, if you meet, you might meet General Grievous on the battle or Count Dooku. And it just like ages it like that. Yeah. But she's still using it now. And then Huang didn't even know. No. He was I like, oh, love I didn't that. Know. And it's like, oh, he recorded like another twenty of these. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, he did care for her so much. So much. Grievous and Dooku. I was like, yeah, that's cool. But when he drops a size Ventress, Ventress. name, I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck yes, I still need to see a live action Ventress. We still want the live action I'll Ventress. Baloney, come on, flashbacks. Ventress. You I... just want it for the Bundeshaw. Bundeshaw! Yes. Come on, still. Give us a Bundeshaw. I mean, look. Aesthetically, she would look so fun. Not just the Bunda, but <laughs> everything about her would look so good. She was always one of my favourite like, character great characterisation. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, as a, the minefield is a genius move yeah. by Thrawn. Yeah. Also super dickish. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And again, I was like, I was like, yeah, we've gone to a new planet. And yeah. then you're like, oh, bone oh. graveyard. Yeah. Bone graveyard. The new clone trooper ships just look ominous. So I don't know what they're called, but they're basically like the clone trooper transport. Oh, ships. the gunships. Yeah, yeah, the gunships. Yeah, they, they use them the in weird... Yeah, I got a Lego one. Of yeah, those. I've seen it. But <laughs> here in live action. Yeah. But with and it's got the weird tie the weird, fighter. The tie fighter wings yeah. that fold yeah. out. But they just they look ominous as soon as they they land. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, you look <laughs> at the old uh, the old uh, Lartes that the, yeah. the the clones used, mm. and they were based very much World War Two. Yeah. Uh, bombers, that sort of thing. A lot, a whole bunch of them even had the nose art yeah. and stuff on them. Mm. So they were designed to be um, multi-purpose and, and support, unthreatening. And yeah. You know, you you, you were ha- uh, when watching the Clone Wars, you were happy to see them arrive. Yeah, because, because yeah. cavalry. That was your yeah. way out. Or that yeah. was the cavalry. And here they used far more like gunships. Mm. Yeah, a, a bit like the the separatist gunships that we see. Yeah. Mm. and they they aren't bringing in help they're bringing in more bad guys <laughs> yeah. or they're gunning you down from the sky sort of thing mm. and you then obviously what? you've got the colour change as well from yeah. the the creams and, yeah. and the, like burgundies of the New Republic black. to just a grey yeah. and black which is the classic yeah, yeah, yeah cold threatening impersonal I had this moment where I was watching it and I was like do you know what I would love to don, don a stormtrooper Armor and just be an extra in yeah, some Star yeah. Wars. I think I saw one of them run and he tried to jump over something and it was really <laughs> shit. And I was just like, I can do that. Even that, or at uh, least as bad as that. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. That's a low bar I can reach. Yeah. Uh, adult Ezra is far more likable than child Ezra. Absolutely. Just yeah. throwing it out there. He's chilled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jedi are very good at hiding. They've been practicing for years. Oh, yeah. Grand Admiral Sass. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, take that, you force-wielding lightsaber bitches. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I was like, so Ezra's obviously still been training. Yes, clearly. Um, and then, yeah, but it's, it's odd as well, the reluctance <coughs> for him to pick up his old saber. Yeah, yeah. But then I suppose Yang touched on that because 
it's Sabine's no longer like, his saber. Yeah. It's, he, it's he was Sabine's. Like, yeah, he was like, oh, you know, you've made modifications mm. to it. It's now yours. It was given to you. You've modified it. It's yours. Yeah. But, but you'd think that, in that a life or death stopped. situation. Yeah, oh, the saber th- with, the, with the force. He yeah. stops that. And then I was like, uh, Balin's, Balin's last words of lesson uh, came true, like, straight away. Straight yeah, away. Straight away. <laughs> well, I think it's like you foresaw it. <laughs> that that whole scene of of him refusing the lightsaber, that's what we, that's what the whole Luke Ray scene should have been. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. No, that's your lightsaber now. I don't need it. And seeing Luke fighting like that with the Force and not using a saber, I think this is kind of Filoni going, "Hey, hey, Rian, this is what you should have done, buddy." Because <laughs> everybody loves this. And they hate that. I still think in a life or death situation where I'm surrounded by people, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, just this one time. Give just me this one time. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> as we see, he doesn't really need it between no. the force and the blaster that he steals yeah, off of the stormtrooper. Still good with the blaster. We're going yeah. to circle back to this later because there was one other annoyance I have with this show. I think I know what it yeah. is. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what this note was referring to, but it's a very general note and it holds up on its own. It really is cool seeing so much CG stuff brought into live action. Yeah. So it's harks back to what I was saying earlier. The, the CG stuff we're seeing is still CG, but it's live action CG. Yeah. yeah. So you've got Huyang, you've got the shuttles, you've got all these characters and stuff all being taken directly from the animated series mm. and put into this live action thing. Mm. And they do it not just faithfully, because obviously a lot of the Clone Wars and Rebels in particular were very stylized. Yeah. But they take this stylized stuff and bring it over <laughs> accurately. But the changes and the changes they make are what you need to yeah. have that in this live action, to have it real world yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And it's just so fantastic to see all this stuff being brought over so well and yeah. so seamlessly. And I tell you what, like I know I shouldn't at uh, this uh, in 2024 at this age, having seen everything I've ever seen. <laughs> But it's, some of the CG still blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm still watching it. Like, how is this even? I love trying to spot. How is this not real? The, the practical effects yeah. to the CG. Mm. I was doing it when they were yeah. when they're in the pods with the little turtle rock oh, people. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I can see, especially with Ezra's pod, that had wheels. Yeah. That's a proper T. Um, what's his name? Luke's speeder. Oh yeah. Where up uh, with that? Oh uh, yeah. The mirrors, the mirrors on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And here they've just airbrushed it out. But mm. I'm like, yeah, you can see that's been done with wheels, and I really like the fact that they did that. Yeah. Rather than having like a boom arm and having it hovering and spinning it round, they were like, okay, let's put wheels on that. Mm. It will drive, yeah. and then we'll just CG it out afterwards. So I got the little flaps as well, and then obviously because you have got the howler inside as well, the howler's still like, inside, and then it, it, and it just closed the window. Like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> but yeah, and, um, so Ahsoka's offered to help more of Ahsoka the White. Yes, it's like I can help you, but she's so angry she can't see it. Yeah, she can't. No, but I do feel like that. That's possibly going to be the final redemption arc for Ahsoka. Yeah. Like, Shin is so angry. She is Anakin yeah. back in the she day. She is yeah, Ahsoka yeah. if she'd gone down a different path. Yeah. Mm. And I feel that, like, yes, she's embraced her full Jedi capability. She's not scared of becoming Anakin anymore. No. But she is going to fully heal somewhere down the line when she helps Shin and she shows Shin that you yeah. don't... Or whatever... 
she takes away her anger in whatever way she does it. Yeah. And kind of heals Shin. It will heal her too. And that will be the end of this arc she's been on. I'd like to see her having, uh, like Shin, having a, a almost Ventress arc. Yeah. Mm. Where Ventress, you know, she starts off and she's, she's only ever known. She's been trained and raised. It bathed in the dark side. Yeah. All right. Skull is, is not uh, a, a Sith. He's not bathing everything in the dark side. He's he's more grey than anything else. Mm. But that's all Shin knows. And then I think I would like to see her through repeated exposure and, and encounters with Ezra, with Ahsoka, with Sabine. Mm. Her realising there's more than she's been shown. Well, much like Ventress, who gets fucked over and left for dead by Dooku yeah. one too many times. Yeah. And is finally like... Fuck that motherfucker. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Going home. I think when, yeah. Shin, when Shin... Oh, wait. That didn't work out so well. <laughs> well, we see at the end, Shin's stranded. Balan's nowhere yeah. to be seen. She has to go kind of take Basically over the takes over the bandits. But I think that ongoing, as she realises that Balan's just stranded her here, he never really cared about her. She was just a part of his mission. Mm. Like she was the one that was going to watch his back. While we went about his business, I think that I think that That's I think the abandonment sick. by Thrawn will be the one that pushes yeah. her that way because she wanted. Well, it's the second abandonment. It's like Anakin lost his mom, but then when he lost Padme, yeah, yeah. and like she's lost Balin, she's gonna attach herself to Thrawn at some well, Thrawn point. Thrawn doesn't hopefully. even care. Yeah, but Thrawn's just gonna use her and well, abuse her. He refuses to. He, well, he refers to them as mercenaries. Mercenaries, yeah. just yeah. like not even doesn't even give them a no, like. A he Lord has. They have no place like, in his plan. Yeah, he's no, like. So means Not to an interested. end yeah and he's like it doesn't matter who cares but he's very like that anyway that's yeah. that oh, yeah. cold calculation of like just pawns that's how we can be such a master tactician yeah, yeah. Has, Every, everyone is a resource to be used yeah. he has zero emotional ties to yeah. anybody just mm. sees the black and white and there's no grey area at all are those coffins the troopers are loading into the See, chimera I, we jump into episode 8 no this is, is my last note cause oh, okay. you see them loading my, it up the, and I'm like this they look f- like coffins. Yeah, this is my first note. I was like, what do you think that cargo is? Do you think it's Night Sisters? Night Sisters. They're taking them back to Dathomir and they're going to do some weird Dathomiri witchy, witchy shit and they're going to... I don't know, because he, he says... Who is it? Someone mentions... Um, uh, Ezra, Ezra says it. Yeah, no. Thrawn woke them up. Woke them up. Yeah. He woke up the Great Mothers and it's like, okay, well, there's only three of them. Yeah. They then destroy the, the fortress at the end yeah. of, of this. They blast the shit out of it. It's like, but they're transferring this cargo, and that was part of his deal mm. with the Great Mothers. And we don't know much about this deal, except that they would get him back, and he would transport this cargo for them. Yeah. And you look at them, and it's like, they are coffins. They are Night Sisters. It would make mm. sense, because the Night Sisters are obviously very fucking powerful. Mm. And Fromm's just like... You know that thing? Do it for do me. Do that thing for me. Yeah. yeah. Now, the time's right. You can do that other thing for me now. And he's just using them as a resource. Because yeah. oh, he's yeah. got that hold over them. Yeah. But yeah, you, sure. you wonder why. Yeah. But clearly, if he's going to bring them all back to Dathomir, he's going to restart he's, the Night yeah. Sisters, then that's enough for them to be like, yeah, we will be we'll, sort of We'll do that. We'll be your bitches for, for until you get us back and we get what we want. Yeah. I actually wonder if maybe, you know, the ship's like pretty much stripped. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's what they used for the coffins perhaps because where are they going to mine that natural resource yeah. from you yeah. know what I mean like um, it is a shame though that so many ancient <laughs> 
artist, not artifacts, but ancient buildings like just get trashed. Yeah, the Night Sisters one, the one right at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that like, explosion is way bigger than it needs yeah. to be. Way like, over the top, ludicrous. It's like, like it's like half I'm, a fucking planet. I'm not yeah. even sure if the Star Map one actually gets out unscathed, but like I'm kind of yeah. watching it like. In the real world, we have very little. We ancient have very strict rules that preserve these oh, sorts of things. Yeah, we've yeah. got very little ancient history left. Like yeah. World War Two decimated so much of it, but other other big things in history have decimated yeah. like our ancient history. So just I know it's the Star Wars universe, but I'm watching it like, what did you have to? It's funny because like in a hundred, in a thousand <laughs> years time, someone's going to come to this planet and they're not going to be able to learn the history because you've decimated <laughs> you've blown it for it no up. reason. <laughs> it's it's funny. You can tell where we're, we're coming at. We've got a similar thing, but from different yeah. angles. Because one of my notes from part eight is, why does New Star Wars hate classic ships? Yeah, they blew up Jarin's Razor Crest. Yeah, which is they make a point throughout the series that it's old it's yeah. pre-Clone Wars you know so at the point he's using it it's 60 years old yeah. and it's arguably a lot older than that we've got uh, Ahsoka's T6 yeah. which okay it doesn't actually get destroyed but it does get shot down and crashed a lot and I'm just like <laughs> stop it these are classics you wouldn't you wouldn't take a, a, a 1960s Thunderbird and blow it up because you didn't like it no uh, so are we jumping on to part 8 I was just yes. going to say, I just love, you know, the hype, the hype space ring. Yeah, yeah. And just, it's like a, just a massive version of the Jedi Star Wars. Like literally the one yeah, they use like, in episode even one. the way it clamps on and everything yeah. is just like the same, just on a fucking it's massive a fucking huge scale. Yeah. I just like the fact that they built this massive, what is essentially a giant uh, hyperspace engine. And they built a brig into it which is also where they put Sabine, which is exactly the same as the ones they have in the Night Sister Temple. It's, I mean, like, I get it. Morgan is a Night Sister. Like, but it, it's what? <laughs> it has no use. No. It should have no reason for weapons. Yeah, it is armed to the team. It kind of makes sense, though, because they, they would have nicked them. There. They would have nicked them the same time as the... As uh, they were uh, nicking all the other bits yeah, and yeah. the Star Destroyers. Just in case anyone found it, you know, pretty handy to have. I know. I, I still. <laughs> it still feels like overkill. Like I really. Was, you know, when it cuts to the turbo lasers <laughs> yeah. as well. It's almost yeah. like they don't actually match the aesthetic of no. the, the ring. No, they're, they're like kind of like bolted yeah, on. They're yeah, they're just like ah, let's just put them on. <laughs> but we got space. Yeah, it's like oh, buy two get one free from the new Corellia, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Right, uh, part eight. Part eight. The Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. My favourite title of all the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this is Filoni Filoni. Yeah. Because uh, of course it is. Filoni. Morgan is crazy. Why would you pledge your life for a mystery prize? Oh, she, I that, think she knew she was getting... She's committed. Oh, Blade of Talzin. <laughs> Saying that, I wow. want a magic sword. Blade yeah. of Talzin. The same one summoned by Mother Talzin to use in her duel against Mace Windu during the Clone Wars. Bam. When they there face off, she uses the same sword. As soon as she said that, I was like... Blade of Talzin. Yeah. Didn't. Oh no, wait, got to pause. <laughs> nope, yep. yep, that absolutely is the same one. Right. <laughs> I just put powers in a new sword. Good day for Elspeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I'm embarrassing myself as a Star Wars fan here, which wouldn't be the first time. Nope. But why did the Empire purge Mandalore at the end of the war? Like, I. I, this I don't is, know. Oh, is it? Is it? I think it's just because they were a threat. I, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I think but that was considered the that they would be a threat. Yeah, but yeah. it's at the end of the war. Yep. So they've already lost. Yep. It feels just like throwing the toys out of the pram and being like, well, if we're going to lose, we're going to take some of you cunts I've, I've not looked into so it. It's a very Empire move. Um, yeah. It's a very Imperial move. And 
towards the end of the Clone Wars, you have this that whole weird like power thing, where Maul comes back, he then steals uh, Savage, mm. his yeah. brother, and they take over um, the Shadow Syndicate, yeah. and the Mandalorians that they subvert, who were previously the Death Watch, who were a pain in the ass to re- the Republic, then become uh, the Maldalorians, as they're colloquially yeah. called, and then. What's his name? After Dooku basically gets his ass kicked, uh, Sidious goes to Mandalore himself because uh, Maul has taken over as ruler of Mandalore with the Darksaber and what have you. So he goes there and he kills kills uh, Maul, mm. uh, yeah. does actually kill Savage, and I think it's a very petty, vindictive move. Okay. It's Palpatine personally going, no, <coughs> fuck that planet and its people specifically because... They did this, and I don't like it. Because it is a plot point in The Mandalorian. Yeah. It's a plot point here. And I'm just like, I should know this, right? I think, yeah. I, think <laughs> I, the writers, I know why they did it. I think it, the writers kind of looked at it, and Mandalore is this powerhouse. You know, yeah. Yeah. all the characters that come out of it, from Django onwards, mm. are really super powerful, dangerous individuals. And it's like, you're led to believe that that is who populates Mandalore. So They're th- all like that. <laughs> so you think it's just a storytelling device. It's just like, okay, so they purge the Mandalore, so there are a few Mandalorians left yeah. in the galaxy, so they're not going to be a threat. It makes so them more special. The, and, new, yeah. the, yeah. New, um, the new Republic or the Imperial Remnants, like these, the Mandalore are not a factor yeah. right now. I think that that was, they, they, they wanted, they had to remove Mandalore yeah. from the picture because otherwise people were going, well, all this is going on. Why don't you just go to Mandalore, get some help from there, get yeah. the Mandalorians to come and help. Yeah, okay. so no, remove that, Bosh. Yeah. Uh, zombie stormtroopers for the win. Death troopers! <laughs> Proper death troopers! None of them that. have seen Dawn of the Dead because they aren't separating necks from heads. Well, they do eventually when they <laughs> come across. They figure it out eventually, yeah. yeah. Who seem to be wearing, like, dark, almost best they're guard. Death, like yeah. Yeah. They're death troopers. Yeah, death yeah. troopers. They're, they're Imperial Security Bureau death troopers. Um, they can, uh, yeah, they just shrug off those uh, those blaster shots. Yeah, they've got much better armor than the standard a, dirt ones. That was a good novel as well, that you know me. Yes. Yeah. There's two of them. The second one's naff. I've only read the first one. Yeah, the first one is is really good. Um, the second one is okay. Okay. Is that, that's that because that's an empire. That's in um, Galactic Civil War era, isn't it? I don't know. I read it so long ago. I read it on a lunch break when I was a. Chef. I think yeah. I think <laughs> I think the, the the first one is actual stormtroopers. Yeah. The second one is a prequel, oh, and it's okay. set during the Old Republic, right. and it's not as good. Okay. Mm. I said uh, I would love to go out and hang in, hang out in uh, Hu Yang's lightsaber assembly room. His little oh, lightsaber yeah. assembly room, oh, oh, workshop. And then comes back with the uh, the Kanan reference. Yes, because he was with like, the emitter yeah, the and emitter. the shroud. Because like um, Ezra's looking for something, isn't he? And yeah. he's like, I can't find it. Can't find it. And Hu Yang's like, ah. Oh, I only have two of these. <laughs> one of them belonged to your mother. Caleb took the other one. And like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yes, that's exactly what I want. And then it's just like, bam. And he's like, I can help people spend like years, years making lightsabers. Not one together. It's this mystical cool. thing. Luke has to go through various travails to figure out how to do it. And then he, he they, they, they like assemble it in a in a trance using the force. Ezra's just like zap, zap, weld, weld, clip, chunk, lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, done. In <laughs> time. Time. I feel like in a battle against stormtroopers, in which the heroes are using lightsabers, there should be way more dismemberments. Oh yeah. I mean, I know why there isn't, 
Hmm. But, you know, they're, they're all body slices. Aside from a couple of decapitations. That's all you'd need, though. Yeah, but... It's think about, quick and efficient. Think about what we see when <coughs> lightsaber uh, combatants are fighting other people with lightsabers. Hands like are getting lopped off the, all yeah. over. Right from back in episode four. You know, Obi-Wan goes straight in with a vroom, chops your fucking arm off. Well, it's built into Jedi law, isn't it? That, yeah. That you, you would rather take a limb than kill someone. Than kill them. Yeah. And our heroes here are all just going, disembowel, yeah. slice open your chest, stab you. But it wouldn't be. You would. You, there would be lots of slicing, and yeah. it's one. That, it's a sword that literally goes through anything. So, especially the when they when they get revived, and then ah, all fucking brains. There's a lot of them where they're batting arms away and things like that because they're coming in yeah. like that and they're clubbing mm. them. So you would be hitting the yeah. arm. So you would be. I mean, it's Disney. I know it's not a horror franchise, no. but if it were, if this were 18 rated, there would be bits of zombie troopers yeah. all over the floor. But, um, would there be much point? Because like they'd just get up and come at you again. Well, yeah, but they haven't figured this out at this point, have they? No, no that's true. And when they fight, fight them the first time, they haven't been necromancied back to life. So mm. this yeah. seems like a good point to drop this note. Sometimes they really underplay just how powerful some of the characters are to create conflict. <laughs> I I alluded to this earlier, and there's a scene where it's Ezra and Sabine, yeah, and they're fighting, and the whole time Ezra's just throwing punches, and I'm like, you showed us earlier <laughs> that you could take on multiple people yeah. with just using the force. Why are you using hand-to-hand -hand combat? Just fucking force push him just away. Force push those motherfuckers. But if he was to go in there as Pretty powerful Ezra, that's over in face. Oh, he had to wait for his uh, his force bar to recharge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like he's got video game mechanics in there, mate. There's no conflict. <laughs> There's no conflict. If he just if... goes in there and goes boom, boom. Well, if you've got like like we see with uh, about the start of that fight, they they use the the Jedi general and clone trooper tactic mm. where they have uh, Ezra and Ahsoka deflecting the bolts back. Yeah, well, Sabine, Sabine drops them. back and just yeah. shoots over their shoulders. Yeah, um, and if you know, that was all they needed to do. That yeah. would have just been... Yeah, they'd have just steamrolled yeah. right the way up there yeah. onto the Chimera, yeah. through the halls of the ship, and yeah. just fucked up Thrawn and, and the, the, the uh, grandmothers. It's just, like, there's a, obviously a fine line to walk. Yeah. But <laughs> if you've already established earlier on that you can, like, hold off multiple people just using the Force, then why all of a sudden is it such a hardship for him to get past one person. And it's a pain in the ass apparently for him to force push one death trooper. Yeah. But we see in the previous episode him and Ahsoka Hold, literally yeah. holding up a starship yeah. with the force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Yeah, like, we understand it, but the mechanics know. of making TV, but <laughs> oh. um this is like a weird moment I had earlier and I've sorry, and it led to this question. I know in Rebels, Sabine and Ezra are like brother and sister. They're yeah. both young. They're mm. both in this f family situation. But here... Is Ezra gay? No, no. <laughs> he must be. <laughs> no, okay. Here it feels less like brother and sister and more like... There is... Yeah. They, there's like the time, looks, moments, yeah. the time apart has changed the dynamic. Yeah. They've grown up. They've suddenly realised they've got urges. And now they... <laughs> come back together and they're both looking at each other a bit differently yeah he's got his own sweet pod yeah <laughs> his own sweet pod he's, he's looking at that sugar mama yeah because I mean canonically Sabine is 
several years older yeah. than mm -hmm. Ezra because obviously she's an active part of the rebellion fighting on her own recognizance and has already left the Imperial Academy before Ezra is even old enough to go to the Imperial Academy. Yeah. But there's so, that weird season break where Ezra's like a kid and then you yeah. come and back he comes and he's back like, oh, he's and he's up. like he yeah. shaved his head and grew it's up. It's like Anakin you've grown. He's <laughs> <just> like <laughs> I'm <up> too. <laughs> so the question is do you think some point down the road Sabine and Ezra are going to end up as a couple? Well, there's no Jedi code. There's no Jedi code anymore. Why not? The only thing I could... It might be a little bit predictable. And incestuous. And yeah, that was going to be my follow-up. Is yeah. It might be a bit How weird. Ezra and Shin? <coughs> Just throwing it out there. Yeah, that I could say. Boys, stick with me on this. Yeah. Okay. Sabine and Shin. And Shin. They really hate each other, so I mean, maybe that could come Filoni, in a circle. Make it happen, my yeah. guy. <laughs> I will pay pay-per-view on that, mate. <laughs> Angry sex is still good sex. <laughs> thing is I'd be worried because you look at Shin and you look at Sabine neither of them are particularly burly no. but in a in a burly competition between those two Sabine is is I don't want to say she's the bigger girl but fucking Shin is waif like yeah but Sabine is Mandalorian she's Mandalorian so she's, she's been brawling since birth yeah whereas Shin has always always relied on the false yeah mm. so yeah, in a, in a hand-to-hand, -hand, I think she wins. Um, the minute Ezra <laughs> picks up the Stormtroopers comlink, you know you he's know that what's armor. coming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is again more rebel shenanigans. Because um, how many times they, did yeah. they that's, force? That's like how many times did they? Do? And you know he's going to keep the helmet as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because he likes the collection. Uh, that, yeah. That's my follow-up. He just says, "I'm not mad about it at all." It's a lovely. No subtle nod to early rebels yeah, yeah. when every other episode is he's the stormtrooper yeah it was always normally a scout trooper wasn't he because that's right for yes. some reason they're smaller i don't know why <laughs> um, <laughs> um i wonder when the witch's necromancy would be used yeah because obviously we see that a lot in rebel yeah. and from the moment you see those night troopers yeah. you, you know it's coming it's like okay i get the gold bits and the repainted gray bits of the armor that mm. makes sense they're they're mend and make good the red bindings mm. that's clearly ritual or yeah. aesthetics and it's like and with the night sisters who all wear red yeah. and yeah. use the red bindings it's like yeah. we know there's something sneaky going on here that Thorne's not mentioning and obviously then they do the full on necromancy yeah. bit mm. and then you get to those those two death troopers uh, and make his helmet yeah, yeah you see the zombie it's like, like a full on fucking zombie thing going on it's yeah. like yeah, how long have some of them been like that? Oh yeah, because oh, that, yeah. that zombification that doesn't ship, happen no. like that. That ship's gonna reek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bad. Maybe that's why they keep the the hangar that's open why they got the, the whole hangar time. Open all the yeah, time. Just like, oh, that's why the they're window. not in space because <laughs> they open the windows, man. Yeah, I, um, um, I'd thrown just being thrown esque, and he's just like, I think he says, uh, it's like rain, cold fire down upon them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like that. And there'll, there'll be no negotiating with the apprentice of Sky Anakin yeah, Skywalker. Anakin, yeah. But also, in, in his defence, there won't be. And there won't be. Full frontal assault is definitely something Anakin would have done. Oh, like, yeah. As a technique. Like, yeah. literally, just, yeah, let's just run into that shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Ahsoka's, like, just down for it. Let's if go. If Ahsoka and Co. didn't have character shields. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Thrawn yeah. had them down. He knew, he knew what they were going to do before they did. Because yeah. he's like he says when he says to to Ellsworth, you know, I want to know home world master everything. Yeah, and he goes away and he studies it, and yeah. that, that's what we that's see him does. doing. Yeah, he's yeah. so methodical. He knows, he just... he, so he knows Anakin Skywalker because he studied him mm -hmm. to learn about it. So from that, and the fact that you know he knows Ezra because they fought against each other mm -hmm. repetitively during yeah. that campaign, he's like, yep, yeah, they'll do this. She's the the Padawan of of, of Anakin Skywalker, so 
just come charging in on down the front door. They're not going to try sneaking or anything, and mm. that's exactly what they do. Yeah, and it's literally only the character shields, only that that narrative need for them to survive yeah. that that sees them through. Because realistically, they're they're a, they're a carbon scoring in the bottom of one of the craters. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that? I mean, this is kind of a redundant point because we discussed it earlier. Is that a statue of the father from the, from Mortis that Bailing is posing on? It is. Yes. So all this is going to link back to Mortis somehow. Yes. That glowy Mount Doom ship we see in the thing there. Yeah. A pathway to Mortis. Indeed. Do you know? I think they missed the trick. Who in Rebels? What is the name of the the weird kind of grandfather of the Force? The Bendu. Bendu. Yeah. Bendu. Yeah. I, I can't remember if Bendu dies. No, he um, no, he just kind of goes off. He, he, goes he, off. Just, he, he tells he, Kane and Jarrus never to come back. Yeah, yeah well, Kane is dead. <coughs> I would have loved a, a live action Bendu would have been stunning. Hey, what's his name is still alive. Um, yeah. Is it Tom Baker? Who voices him? I don't know. Tom Baker, one of the doctors. Oh, okay. oh is it? Yeah, it's, um, I can't remember the guy's name. But yeah, one of the old doctors from like the seventies voices the Bendu. Starting to think Dave Filoni loves Doctor Who nearly as much as he loves. I mean, I think he has come out and said he is a Doctor Who fan before. Yeah. I'm uh, waiting for fucking what's his name, the angry Scotsman, to make an appearance. That's the only black mark we can we can put against Dave Filoni. <laughs> I mean, Doctor Who may not be great, but it does have some very good actors in it. Yeah, that Aaron would Gillen, be you know Nebula for a start. Do you think that story arc though would be a bit much? For a Disney film, what, like Bendu, the whole Bendu. well, no, not Bendu, like going back to Mortis and all of that. I don't know. Even when they, I watch Rebels, they touch like, on these very deep, but also themes. There's, there's a reference as well. Like there's an owl, yeah, which, which Ahsoka sees, Mortis and just disappears. Yeah, like flies off, and so that like, was one of the the minions weird. of the daughter. Exactly, and it's just there's so like references. But even when I was watching Rebels, I felt like. Because like <laughs> the normal rebel shenanigans is like you know it opens they're being chased yeah <laughs> you know what I mean rebels <laughs> rebels but that whole arc was like crazy down the force rabbit hole mm. yeah and like universe and just mind blowing yeah. rah, rah, rah. and I just feel like trying to get that into I don't know though because if anyone's gonna do it it's gonna be Dave Filoni I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many very like the, the statue there of the father yeah uh, and the others. Uh, when I looked online, are purported to be the son or the daughter. Yeah. The other statue that you can see that's damaged on the yeah, because one of them's really damaged, isn't it? I think yeah. it's the daughter's still okay. Is it the son? The son, yeah, yeah. It's normally on the left-hand side. Yes. Yeah. Is, is very damaged. So would you say that's that's an artistic device to show you that if he's going to complete everything, yeah, he needs a son. Could well be. Because it could be, that could be a nod. Yeah. Like in three years' time, he we could have been sat here like, with him. Then come on, yeah. uh, in three years' time, we could have been sat here like that was so clever the way that they just dropped that. They, they dropped that in there. I mean, you could you could write it off as just artistic license or yeah. Filoni just going, "Hey, remember this, guys?" But then, as you said, no. you've got the owl, there's, and this is Dave Filoni. There's too he many. He doesn't do things like that. He doesn't no. just casually drop these big references to his <laughs> own content. To go nowhere. To then yeah. not follow them up. He's yeah. not. He's not that kind of person. We've seen that. He's not that kind of filmmaker. He doesn't produce media like that. If he's dropping these massive, they're not even hints. They are fucking signposts. Yeah, yeah. slaps in the face. Yeah, you know, you've got the the world between worlds, 
which we've seen is very clearly linked to the force which is was previously kept in balance by the Mortis trio yeah. on Mortis that whole arc that was him in the Clone Wars what 15 years ago if not more now I do I, I somewhat agree with Ash though because I had to watch them them Mortis episodes multiple times to yeah, really a lot get on, my head it? around exactly what's going yeah. on and I'm like this is some like drop some LSD smoke a couple of joints this is galactic progressive rock and meditation <laughs> for hours it's like the world yeah. between world nice plot point and that's yeah. you know it's been featured before so that kind yeah. of makes sense and da, 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 da. but that whole like that arc that story of, of that is a lot yeah. I think I think Filoni's been building up to to getting some Pink Floyd style yeah, shit going too. on for a <laughs> long time. Like we said, he touched on it in the Clone Wars when you weren't doing the gritty war thing, you were doing the mystic side of the Force, yeah. mm. which is something that previously had been sadly neglected, and it basically rendered Jedi down to monks with laser swords yeah. and special powers. And there's so much more to them, and Filoni is very much keyed into that. And I think he wants to. I think he's been gearing us up. I think to even, that. I think even Bendu was a step in that direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's like, yeah. what is he? A, he's a, he's yeah, a, another force, force being yeah. or being. Yeah. Yeah. You got the Dathomiri, another Felony invention. Yeah. You've got the Jedi, the Sith, the Dark Jedi in Balin and and Shin. Mm. You've got the Bendu. You've now got, you know, this whole the whole Mortis thing, who are <laughs> gods of the Force almost yeah. and it's just I think he's been setting us up for this for decades at this point and he's going to go full fucking some point we're going to get a two hour Pink Floyd we're going to get a two hour Pink Floyd yeah. soundtracked fucking Brain Mountain episode yeah. or film the the Yoda side of the force because you, you've seen um, the living force that was very much Qui-Gon's yeah. thing mm. and we've, we've we've had hints of that you know he was very much in touch with the living force generated by all living beings mm. you've seen the dark side we've seen the dark side fucking through and through you've seen the very Jedi path of the light side and now you're kind of getting to the mystic the galactic force mm. uh, what, how do they refer to it the universal force yeah. which is the deep ship behind that, that powers the universe itself and is what's being used by the Loth Wolves and to a lesser degree the Loth Cats and those weird fucking owls who always remind me of uh, Tyrande Whisperwind from World of Warcraft with her mythical owls and it's it's all leading down that path and I realise I've been rambling on about this for nearly 10 fucking minutes That's fine. but this is again just warming up for that LSD dropping deep dive into the myth mystical force that I, is coming I can't wait Ahsoka Season 2 <laughs> I got one more note for this season, and I got. Oh uh, yeah, I got I got one more bunch of questions. So I don't know if you, how many more. Notes I just got a couple. Go. Uh, three Jedi on screen together. Yes. Awesome. I was like, ooh, oh, I've seen that in a while. Yeah. yeah, that's been a while. I don't know. Obviously, she immediately puts the lightsaber away and just, like, <laughs> funny, just for that moment, you're like, oh man, this yeah. is awesome. And the fucking force goes down again. Like, hey, look at my cheeky smile. I yeah. planned this. Yeah, I'm um, doing my Leonard Nimoy moment over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Finally, uh, Ellsworth wields a blade, and you get to see a fucking yeah. kicking ass, yeah. which is awesome. Um, yeah, that was just like just been waiting for that because she's been literally she just stands there most of the time. Yeah, apart from but, when we see her in um, the Mandalorian episode. Yes, where she's fighting with the Beskar steel, mm. uh, Beskar spear. Yeah, we get to see her, and uh, she gives Ahsoka a run for her money. 
Yeah. So seeing the rematch when they're both, you know, <laughs> Ahsoka's had a Gandalf the White moment, yeah. so mm. she's come back re-empowered, and she's uh, become. Morgan's been imbued yeah. with the power yeah. of shadow or whatever. Yeah. Which, to be fair, gives her weird face tattoos and makes yeah, her eyes go it. dark. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't do much else. Yeah. And see, yeah, seeing that uh, that fight come back, although again. Star Wars can't let us have anything nice because they break one of Ahsoka's awesome lightsabers. Yeah. Just cut it in half. But again, that was to show us, I think, how powerful that blade is. Yeah, oh yeah. And but she, like, before she won, she had to face some hardship. Yeah. yeah. So losing one of her lightsabers was going to add some more stakes. Yeah. But she um, kept the blade of Talzin because that would be pretty cool. If Ezra and Hera reuniting <laughs> doesn't get you emotional. <laughs> Anakin's Force Ghost will. Anakin's Force Ghost. Oh, like every yeah. It's like a one-two punch at the end. You get <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Ezra Hera, like the mom and then the son being re- reunited yeah. together. And now have their moment. And you're like, oh, wow. If that doesn't get you, the Anakin, Anakin Force, Force Ghost. Anakin Force Ghost. It's <laughs> nice as well because um, you get that moment where Sabine's like, I thought I'd... No, never mind. Yeah. yeah. you're like... You are so close. So you close. It's so like, close. Again, that's, that's a signpost on her journey as a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. She, she can feel there's something out there, something mm. of the Force sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, question, the question I had is, does Anakin see the owl? The Mortis owl? Mm. Because he doesn't acknowledge it. They're, the scenes are very close together, but yeah. they don't actually overlap. Oh, you think you'd see it flying over. Like. <laughs> yeah, it, I would is imagine. Anakin aware of that? Because he would recognise it, obviously, because he went to Mortis. I yeah. would imagine that... Or would he know? Because they get mind-wiped, don't they? They do. They get fucking men in blacked. But I would imagine that once you Not die... Not being blacked, because that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Sorry, I forgot. Videos. I had to remind everyone, <laughs> this is touching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen someone in videos. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I was like, when you die, you become part of the force. That's what allows him to have a force ghost. Yeah. Surely, if you're part of the force, you're aware of what the force gods are doing. But the well, force gods are dead at this point. Yeah. Because during yeah, the Mortis but, arc, they all die. Yeah, but if the owl's still about doing the owl things, then there's there's something. Put in the something strings. is still guiding the force. The yeah. force has still got this guiding purpose. Spendo. Spendo. <laughs> um, my last note is there seems to be a real lack of urgency. To get back to their own galaxy and stop Thrawn. They all yeah. seem to just be settling into a life of living with the weird little rock creatures. Well, I so because the whole thing from the start has been, like, I'm not a Jedi, I just go where I'm needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she says to Sabine, like, Sabine says something, she says that we're exactly where we need to be. Yeah. yeah. I, I get she's very zen and she's like, if the Force wants me to go somewhere, yeah. she's like, mm-hmm. I think she knows she's got to get back to, to face off against Thrawn. Yeah. Eventually. Or does she? Does she need to face off against Balin? She needs to face because off against Because without Balin. her stopping Balin, he's in theory going to go ahead and do whatever his crazy plan is. She mm. needs to stop Balin. Sabine needs to stop Shin. Ezra needs to stop face Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah. It's yeah. like they're all, they all have their, their counterparts on either side that they, and their arcs yeah. of like either redemption or, or just overcoming. Yeah. But, um, do you think we will get a season two of Ahsoka or do you think this storyline will get tied up in another show? Season two of Ahsoka has already been confirmed. Okay, good. Amazing. What show do you think Thrawn and Ezra will resurface in next? Uh, Ahsoka season two. Do you really think so? <laughs> I think they're going to... See, there's a, lot of, there's a lot to unpack just on the planet. I feel yeah. like there's enough... Well, I say Balin doing his thing. You've still got, you know, Ahsoka 
trading. True. They can't do you know what I mean? And then you've got. I don't think. Show, can they? No, I don't think so. But I don't think Shin can go that much. Heir to the Empire. <coughs> Maybe well, that's going to get its own. They, they've been saying be for awesome. a long, long time just as its own. that the Mandalorian film will be the end of all of this. Yeah. This whole thing. So it, it would make sense to me that if the Mandalorian film is going to be the end of it, all these characters have to mingle and become part of the same narrative at some point. Yeah. You know, what's the funnel in to mm. one narrative, right? Like so it wouldn't shock me if... The if Avengers Ezra, assemble of the last film. So. Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. Ezra and Fromm appear in the next season of Mandalorian and mm. become involved in that. As a prelude to... Well, yeah. they're off that sense. on that planet. I think you can get a whole season out of what's going to happen on that planet. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I just think, it, given the way season one of Ahsoka went, and what we've seen with other... Uh, the Star Wars series, they won't stay there. No, God, no. No. Because, I mean, you, like you said earlier, in season one, we planet hop, we go to all mm. these great locales, and I, I don't see them doing a season two, which basically just has I, I see Force it. bullshit and this planet. No, I see it if that's half the season. If yeah, if yeah. first half of the season wraps up what's happening on Peridia. Yeah, and well, then no, not even that. If we just have the two storylines going on at the same time, so there'll be oh, so you the New Republic doing what the New Republic yeah. do, trying yeah. to face from. Well, that I could see. Yeah, and then yeah. we cut to the planet, and then and we cut back to them. Yeah, and then yeah. eventually at the end of be the season, very busy they get off season, the planet because. Knowing, knowing what Filoni is like and how much of a fan of the old EU he is, he is absolutely setting up a fight between the New Republic and Thrawn's resurgent oh, of Empire. Of course, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's going to be the end of the Mandalorian film. You reckon? Yeah. That's going to. All of this is building to that one final show. Yeah, I, no, I don't think it is. And because that's not a final showdown. That, that was, that was a, that's a campaign. No, no, no. That's no, no, a no. war. Think we'll, but what about this? A, who do you think will play Balon? Yeah. And do you think he's storyline will resolve itself in the Mandalorian film during the final battle so to me like that is the thing like that they're going to be trying to fight to stop Balin mm. as well as trying to f stop the Empire there's going to be some big thing going on oh here's a hot take how about we don't so basically they clear the minefield call up some Purgles nip back nip they back. do a whole season of like <laughs> Just hanging out with Purgles. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out with Purgles. <laughs> God, now that's really, a hot take. Really slow in hyperspace. Like, <laughs> just fucking, yeah, so tell us another story, Yang. Like, yeah. um, the hyperspace jumps really quick, yeah. but a Purgle funeral turns out <laughs> like six fucking months. <laughs> so they get back, obviously Thrawn's doing his thing, they're trying to counter moves, counter moves, counter moves, and then suddenly at the end of it, um, Balin just turns up as the father, just wipes everybody out. <laughs> Because he's like, I'm going to reset everything. So let's get rid of these both these superpowers. <laughs> and then the universe can just go back to being cool again. Further to that, Balin succeeds. No more sequel trilogy. No more sequel trilogy. Mm. And this is that's the thing. That's the reset. That's the soft reset they need. And that is the thing. Like, all of these characters that are coming out in these shows, whether it's The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, uh, Boba Fett, any, all of them, that happen in this time frame. Yeah. They're mm. hey, all so much better than the characters we get in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. None of them appear in the sequel trilogy. Nope. And you can't... Nothing they do appears in, in the, the sequel, sequel trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. Thrawn's not around. No. no. Thrawn's not like... Thrawn's not around. And there's no way the First Order is something Thrawn would start. No, God no. And if, they, if he did... 
they would be referring to Thrawn yeah. in the First Order. So either it all has to go to shit, and then the First Order has to rise from the end of this Empire, or something mystical, Pink Floyd-esque <laughs> is going to happen, and it's going to reset yeah. everything. And I think they just. I think the mouse just does what the mouse does and goes no this didn't happen because I said it didn't happen no, they I'm... make they make the sequel trilogy legends yeah well what I get if that. that becomes the Marvel what if of the Star Wars universe well, they are making a Ray a Ray trilogy or something they shit. are making a Ray trilogy which is going to be set in the timeline I've noticed a couple of sources citing this have said it's going to be in the timeline of the sequels Ah. So are they going to do some timeline bullshit? <coughs> so the sequel's actually happened in... We're going to get an Avengers Endgame. Captain oh. America briefly pops up, messes with, steals <laughs> some, some fucking... Uh, Ant-Man comes in from the, <laughs> the quantum Star Wars the quantum, universe. The quantum <laughs> realm messes up the timelines and then we get a good timeline where, with, the, with Grogu and the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and then we get that other timeline which they just quietly kill off in the background. The, the more they build this, this new TV show... Uh, kind of part of the con universe con continuity continuity the, the harder it is to, to so link it figure back it out. To so the more obvious it becomes that at some point they're going to get rid of it right yeah they've got I, I, I've seen a couple of articles and blog posts and YouTube videos saying oh well here's how what's happening in the Mandalorian or what's happening in Ahsoka leads to the First Order and what we see there mm. and the more the more stuff that gets put in, the harder these people are having to, to work, to yeah. contort, mm. to get it to fit because it doesn't make get one sense. One of those bendy red lines. Yeah, it's it's like like his line of the narrative on yeah. this podcast. It's just like at, at some point it doesn't work anymore. You can't <laughs> twist it, and it yeah, just kind too of too many stops. contradictions. There's too many contradictions. There's too much stuff that happens that doesn't make sense yeah. anymore. So it's a whole universe of possibilities. So like problem. you're like. Earlier on, I said, like, do you think Jason's going to train mm. with Ezra or Sabine? Keep it in the family. You're like, no, he's going to go to Luke. And I'm like, awesome. Because I can't see how that Luke that appears in the sequel trilogy appears. Nope. So I don't see how Kylo Ren appears. Nope. I don't see how it all goes to shit. Like, I think the net, like Luke's Jedi order yeah. is actually going to work. I there's another little nod in there that I've only just realised saying this when you said about Kylo yeah um, Ben Solo yeah uh, was well he didn't actually exist in the expanded universe he was Ben Skywalker yeah and he was the, the, the child of Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade um, he obviously the name was brought back brought into this continuity to use to create Kylo Ren uh, he was trained by Luke and what have you we mentioned earlier, Jason mm. was uh, a Jason Solo yeah. in the Expanded Universe and he attended the Jedi Academy Luke set up and was trained by Luke Skywalker. So they've already set up a replacement character. And so rather than having Ben, who Luke, rather than going, hmm, I must steer you away from the dark side, going, actually, you know, I'm going to murder you in your sleep, <laughs> which yeah. doesn't, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a whole different podcast. Um, a little unjedi yeah. just, just a touch right it's like oh I don't want you to go the way my father did so I'll murder you in your sleep rather than just kicking you out of the Jedi order um, 
I think that's Jason is going to be set up as the replacement for Ben, and will be the 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 Jedi hero for the sequel trilogy that replaces the current sequel trilogy. Because they will after this Mandalorian film. If that really does wrap everything up that's going on the way now. that they're, they're claiming it's going to yeah and it's going to be like right this is the starting point for the next phase why aren't they bringing Lucas back yeah Lucas is rejoining yeah. the Star Wars continuity and he's going to be making shit yeah. in Star Wars again so sequel trilogy under Lucas mm. awesome I mean Filoni is basically his Padawan and the so thing is though like, like it's a better it is both a better time to make a sequel trilogy now and a worse time. Yeah. When you take into account Harrison Ford doesn't want any part of no. it. Carrie's dead. Yeah. The only person left that's like flying the <laughs> the flag for Star Wars is Luke. Oh, you got Billy D. Williams, don't forget. I mean he's old as fuck and looks <laughs> old as fuck. Yeah, he but. may he may get a five minute cameo. Right? <laughs> but Mark Hamill's just like Absolutely you sign me up. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. He's like as long as you don't don't make me do what they make yeah, me do. Yeah, yeah. Don't make me do that. No again. fucking blue milk. And when you, and when like when you factor in like all the stuff that happened in the Mandalorian, I'm watching it like, oh, they've just given Luke this whole episode. Like, not only does he turn up and close one one season, yep. but then in the book of Boba Fett, he gets an entire episode. And we see him building, setting up his Jedi Academy and yeah. having that thing with Grogu and Ahsoka. Yeah. At the time, yeah. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, this show couldn't get any worse. They're just <laughs> veering off on wild tangents like it's a touching podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but now, uh-huh. yeah. you look at it and you're Those like... stars are aligning, right? Oh, my God, they were just setting foundations. That was absolutely had yeah. to happen. That's your star map right yeah. there. It's, it's, it's like I said earlier, Filoni doesn't just throw these references no. in. He's got a plan, and he has worked fucking hard to get himself yeah. to a position in Lucasfilm where that plan is the plan. Yeah. And his plan does not have space for that sequel trilogy. No. Find what you love. Believe in it. Positive things will happen. May the force be with you. Always.